brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey, if you'd like to hear this show without ads and plugs interrupting, there's one thing you can do right now to make that happen, and that is become a PW Torch VIP member. You get about a dozen other podcasts throughout the week that I host that are VIP exclusive, and you get the Wade Keller post shows and podcasts during the week with the ads and plugs removed, all on a separate feed exclusively for VIP members. Plus tons of other podcasts that are VIP exclusive, access to our full archives of podcasts dating back to 2004, which includes post-pay-per-view roundtables dating back to late 2004. Also access to our full archives, thousands of podcasts, over 1,500 back issues of the Pro Wrestling Torch Weekly Newsletter that started it all, ad-free access to our website and more. Check out full details at pwtorchvipinfo.com. That's pwtorchvipinfo.com to get full details and then jump to our sign-up form. It's mobile-friendly, desktop-friendly. In two minutes, you can be a VIP member, show support for us, and we'll give you a lot in return, including a streamlined listening experience on your iPhone or Android device with the ads and plugs removed. Go check it out, pwtorchvipinfo.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mm-hmm. 
Now, PW Torch and Spreaker bring you the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast. It's time for Wade's interview with one of Pro Wrestling's newsmakers. Five years ago, Matt Hardy joined me to talk about his time in TNA, including an angle that involved his wife, his brother Jeff, and their opponent, EC3. We also talked about the new season of TNA on Pop TV and some reason for optimism, and how TNA has changed over time, and who does he like in TNA, and what changes are coming. Also, WWE topics included how WWE Creative worked with wrestlers differently during his years there. How did that change over time? And more, including live callers. And then a bonus podcast after that, Pat McNeil, PW Torch columnist, interviewed the current Jackson Riker from WWE, then Gunner in TNA. This interview took place a day earlier. So the first interview is from January 14th, 2016. The second one with the current Jackson Riker, then Gunner, was recorded the day before on January 13th, 2016. So enjoy this doubleheader of the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast weekend interview flashback. Here we go. Welcome to the PW Torch Livecast. I am Wade Keller, editor and publisher of the Pro Wrestling Torch weekly newsletter since 1987. And also PWTorch.com, the website, along with MMATorch.com. Covering the world of UFC and mixed martial arts. A big card coming up on Sunday night. And we'll be covering that UFC live fight night card on Fox Sports 1 live at MMA Torch this weekend. We also uh, will be covering SmackDown tonight at PWTorch.com. Along with all kinds of weekend happenings and special features, house show event reports, all kinds of good stuff over at PWTorch.com. We also have a free app. Download our apps at uh, at the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store on your iPhone or iPad. Just do a search for PW Torch or MMA Torch or both, if you're both a fan of pro wrestling and the world of mixed martial arts. It is Interview Thursday, uh, January 14th, 2015, and uh, I am pleased to introduce our guest with no further ado, a returning guest of the program. Uh, his name, you may know, Matt Hardy. Uh, Matt, welcome to the program. Hey, Wade, how are you? Uh, doing great. Good to have you back on the show. I appreciate you taking some time out today to, to talk, talk with us and the listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, first thing I want to ask you about is uh, TNA. Um, I've been watching watch the, sh- the shows uh, the first two weeks here on Pop TV, and I think that these are shows I can recommend people watch. I, 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 I think that um, TNA's had some ups and downs with the booking, the pacing of the show, um, the, the mix, <laughs> the mix of different stars. Some have worked, some haven't. I really like the mix right now. I'm intrigued by the storyline. I'm trying to stay spoiler free on today's show with, uh, with you and your wife and Jeff getting kind of in the mix this week along with EC3 and then throw, uh, you know, even Michael Bennett now into the mix. What, what did you think of the tapings last week? And, and what's, what's kind of the general morale at, uh, that you have towards, uh, the national TV show that you star on these days? I uh, I thought the tapings were, were really good. I thought it was some of the uh, the strongest TV did, and I, I thought it was a really good uh, uh, a, a good series of tapings. Because uh, when I say that, I mean I think one episode 
leads to the next week, and then it leads to the following week. And I, I think they were very uh, connected, uh, much better than TNA has done in some in some television taping in the past. And uh, I, I'll be honest, I, I appreciate that you're intrigued. I think this episode coming up is going to be one of the best episodes. And, and the thing that myself and EC3 does, I think it's one of the best things TNA has done in many, many years. Wow, that's great. Um, from a creative process standpoint, how are things different now than at previous tapings and live events that you've been part of with TNA in terms of the personnel, the structure, and even more so, I, I know um, that there's been some change, you know, some changes and additions to creative in 2015, but I don't know that everybody's vision, uh, especially Billy Corgan, had a chance to play itself out. Like Billy came in in the stream of things. Talk about Billy's contributions and just kind of any, like I said, any changes in the, the philosophy and the approach to creative these days. Uh, I think Billy's done a great job, and I think Billy has a lot to offer because he he is a, a trained eye and trained mind as far as professional wrestling goes. And then on top of that, obviously with his history as a rock star and the uh, the Smashing Pumpkins and whatnot, I mean he he's obviously an entertainer, so he knows what's good. And, and I think now that we kind of have like a uh, a clean, fresh slate, I, I think he has really been able to give a lot of input. And I think he's uh, I think he's been great at what he does. He brings a a totally different approach to the table. What what one thing that I uh, I think is is really good, and I think uh, John Gabrick, uh, Matt Conway, Dave Lagana, they've done really well, has been listening to the talent. And I have been very much more proactive, and I've been in whenever I have I have an idea that is going to be mine and my story and, and my arc. I'm on it, and I try and be very creative, and I try and add details that fit what the true Matt Hardy character we're doing. They're very open, very receptive to those right now. That's another thing I was going to ask you. Um, how how let me have you elaborate on that or add some more detail. How involved are you in what we're watching you do right now uh, with you and Rebby at your wife and uh, EC3 and, and also Jeff? Like how, how, how involved in the creative execution and even the, the, the germation of the ideas are you right now? I, I, I definitely feel like I'm involved in the creative uh, execution very strongly. Yeah. But, because I, I think kind of the, they're in a process right, right now where they're doing what they should be doing. The creative team comes up with the creative. They have the direction. You know, I give input. I said, I think this would be good. I, I would be good here. I would excel in this. This is the best role to have me in. And I think creative comes up with, uh, with, with the story arc and kind of what they're going to do. And then when the execution, as far as day-to-day comes down, I know what I'm doing for that day. And then I'm, I'm very nitpicky. Well, this is what I would do here. And I think this would be the way for Rebby to handle it because she really is like this. Or, you know, and, and then I, I, I enter my thoughts into it. And they're very open, very receptive. And then, you know, we'll, we'll sit down. We'll have a meeting of the minds. And, and I think... Uh, when you have a lot of different opinions and, and everyone's very open and receptive to ideas, that's when you come up with the best product. Excellent. We are taking phone calls on today's program. We're on the air live at 5.05 Eastern, Thursday, January 14th, here at pwtorchlivecast.com. All right, let's go to the phone banks with Matt Hardy, our guest live on Interview Thursday here at pwtorchlivecast.com. I'm very pleased to have Matt back on the program. I want to focus primarily on TNA, but certainly the phone lines are open if you have other topics too. Let's start with area code 347, and then on deck will be 813, and then Super hey, Ryan you, on deck. Your... Go ahead, 347. You... Please state your name and the city you're calling from. You tell me. 347. All right, heard background noise there. 347, we have a chance. Uh, give us a call back. Let's go to um, uh, 813 next, as promised. 813, go ahead and state your name and where you're calling from. 813. 813. Matt, can you still hear me? 
I can still hear you. Okay, yes, just I, one, uh, I just cannot hear eight one three. I can't either. All right, let me. Uh, maybe everybody's shy and they're intimidated. Matt, let's try uh, Super Ryan. He just emailed and said he was calling it at a time. Ryan, can we hear you? Yes, you can. Excellent. Thanks for calling, Ryan. Uh, what have you got for Matt Hardy today? Um, well, basically, I did um, a training seminar over in England um, about a month ago now with Jay Lethal, and I, I asked him where does he want to be in the future, and he, he actually answered me with his, his his final destination. He does want to be at the WWE. Now, with the creative at WWE, with certain things, say for instance, when you're getting up, when you're getting up and doing your duels and wrestling certain circuits. You have more influence on the creative side of it, but then when you get to WWE, maybe it might you have less less say in the creative side of things, and it may, in some ways, could make your character less less good or sort of thing. Where you have more to say, for instance, now the Bullet Club come over from Japan, they could do everything they want to do over there, they come over to WWE now, and it's not the same because they haven't got the creative mind to it, if you understand the question. Are you able to get that, Matt? I, yes, I do, I, I do understand the question. Uh, and it depends on who you are. It depends on where you fall on the roster, I would say, as far as how much creative input you get on the WWE. But typically, uh, typically uh, everyone on the roster at WWE is going to have less effect and input on their creative than you would somewhere else, say in Impact Wrestling or a Ring of Honor or uh, New Japan. You know, I'm not overly familiar with the New Japan creative direction, but yes, the, the Bullet Club obviously would, they, they would not be what their vision of the Bullet Club is. They're going to be what WWE's vision of the Bullet Club is, and, and that's the way that works. Well, one thing that I think has been great about Big John Gabrick and Dave Donna and Matt Conway is they've just been very open listening to the guys who feel like they have a, a you know a good idea of how the people perceive them and, and the kind of personas and the kind of characters they have. And, and that's that's something that I, I didn't have as much creative freedom with in WWE. I mean, there were times like when I was working as MVP and we had the competition thing, who's better than who, We that was really our baby. And, and we had a lot of creative input. Vince trusted us. He was good with us. But, but the majority of the time, they're going to say, this is how we see it and this is how we want you to do it. And that's kind of how it works at WWE. TNA, I think it's a, a, a great call to like, you know, give the guys directions, send them in the way you want them to go from a creative aspect, and then, then let them put their touch on it so it seems real to them. So WWE obviously is going to be uh, the, the most strict as far as a, a creative freedom goes. Matt, did that change at all during your years in WWE? Uh, speak to how that might have changed season to season, era to era, because um, you were there for Attitude Era, you were there for uh, the post-Attitude Era, and, and you, you got to see Vince McMahon in different phases of his creative uh, career and also different creative teams. Is there just kind of one way WWE always has been, or do they change over time? No, it, it, it changed as time went on. I mean, you know, if you go back to the days of, of the territories and then even when, you know, NWA and, you know, WWF started thriving with Hogan, you know, in those days, even when we first started, when we were coming in, when it was, uh, you know, kind of like the, uh, uh, when, when business was down, right before the Attitude Era, uh, right before the Attitude Era happened, that's when Jeff and I started, and it was pretty much the guys like, okay, you're going to be in the store with this guy, and, and you kind of make it up as you go along. And once we even signed a contract, I, I think we kind of had uh, a, a, a really, a really good opportunity to kind of portray who we were. You know, at first, Jeff and I were more or less just like. 
you know, some uh, enhancement talents who got to win a few matches until we got with Michael Hayes. And then they gave us a direction, but they let us pick out what we are going to wear. They kind of let us pick out our demeanor, and they kind of let us run with it. But as time went on, and it became more and more of a stringent programming, and there were more writers and more producers and, and more people to oversee what the talent was doing, it became stricter and stricter from a creative aspect. And I think now, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of the deal where you probably are developed in NXT, and then you take that character and you go up and as opposed to doing what you've done there, now you're going to, you know, perform just as image. How much, uh, when you watch television, can you tell if a wrestler is comfortable or uncomfortable or perhaps overproduced or underproduced in delivering what they're supposed to deliver on the program? Do you have an eye for that? Do you watch a show and go, oh, he needed some more help, or ah, they needed to leave him alone, they overproduced him? Absolutely. No, I, I've seen where guys definitely seem out of their comfort zone, and, and they're saying things that they, as a real person, is, is there you know, a real day-to-day life person would never say, and, and yeah. I can see that. It's, it's pretty easy to see. Yeah. Uh, let's go back to Ryan. Uh, Ryan, do you have any follow-up or an additional question for Matt Hardy? Uh, just, a, uh, just a quick one to you. Uh, did you notice Damien Santo on Raw on the line, <laughs> line out of them all? And then he, what, what's that about? What, why is he there, but they're not using him? I like Damien. Who was that? Can you translate? Yeah, he said Damien Sandow. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Um, Matt, he, he brought up Damien Sandow. He's on the stage on Monday Night Raw as a, quote, Royal Rumble entrant or a possible one, but he hasn't really been on TV otherwise. And that's, it's kind of a weird thing the way WWE works sometimes. You've been around guys, Matt, who were, were at TV but not being used or only used on the kind of B, B and C shows. Um, how, how do guys like Zack Ryder, who you might not see for months at a time, deal with that, and do you have any advice for some of those guys? I, I mean, it more or less comes down to this. If you're at WWE and that's the place you want to be, you will not be on the upswing all the time, uh, unless you're one of the you know top five or six guys, and you're always going to be in something major. But but everybody else, if you're there, you just make the most out of every opportunity you're given, you cash your checks, and, and you just try and be as positive as, pos- uh, positive as possible. That, that's what you have to do there. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every Sunday night, catch Wrestling Night in America on PWTorchDailyCast.com, hosted by me, PW Torch columnist Greg Parks. Each week, I'll welcome a co-host from the Torch family to discuss the big shows in pro wrestling, taking your calls and emails. You can listen live most weeks beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern. 
On Sunday nights with a WWE or Impact pay-per-view, we go on the air at the conclusion of that pay-per-view. You can listen live, but of course the full show is available for download on demand anytime shortly after it airs. Visit PWTorchDailyCast.com and click the live stream link to find the next scheduled live show link. Search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or your podcast app to subscribe. Wrestling Night in America every Sunday, PWTorchDailyCast.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, did you see during your time in WWE, Matt, and, and compared to the dynamic in TNA right now, too, um, I get the feeling in the 90s that the wrestlers felt that they were not a, an equal branch of government within the company, but, you know, you know the, in the United States, we got the executive branch and the judicial branch and uh, the legislative branch. And I sort of felt in the 90s that you had a few branches of government. Obviously, Vince was the president with more powers than the president of the United States. But the wrestlers could kind of gather and have some sort of influence. And there was a system in place to have more say-so. And I get the sense now, and I think it's been a rather gradual change, but it's at the most extreme level now, that the wrestlers, like you kind of say, are there to collect their paycheck, do what they're told. Even uh, Roman Reigns a year ago on the Sam Roberts podcast said, hey, I just want to do what I'm told and get rich along the way. And I can't imagine a main event guy saying that in the 90s. How did you observe that changing, and how does that dynamic compare to TNA today? Uh, I, I, I don't think there's... There's very many guys like that TNA now, and I think there's different motivational reasons that they're not going to be like that. Because you know, in WWE, if you come in and uh, you start stirring up a funk and you create havoc, and you know, try and like, you know, if you complain about everything you do every step of the way, then you're going to be gone. They're going to get rid of you. But if you stay around there and you're a good employee and you try and contribute and you try to give ideas, you never know. Someone might get hurt, an idea might open up, and you fit into it. And boom! You never know. You could be in a big run. WWE's mentality is like, you know, any guy can be used at any time. We can change his character. We can change his gimmick, whatever. So, like, if you're in, you stay in. Although, if you're very passionate, it's very easy to get frustrated with that. And, you know, a lot of guys who have worked at a higher level end up being, you know, used to later, like, put guys over or just kind of help build talent, and that can get very frustrating. And it more or less comes down to, like, what you want to do. Do you want to hang around and be, like, a good company man and make a paycheck or you really want to try and move your career up the ladder and, and do something else, and that's when it's time to leave it up to That's kind of the way I look at that whole situation. Do you think it's better or worse that the, the way the situation is more like now versus the 90s, in, in, in that wrestlers have less of a say-so, especially in WWE? It, 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 
I mean, from a creative aspect and from a an aspect of wrestlers making moments and making history, uh, it, 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 it's worse. It has to be. I mean, it's overly produced. It's a business. They're a monopoly. Uh, they're they're globally ingrained in everything, and and nothing's going to compete with them. You know, in, in any time in the immediate future. But the deal is like Stone Cold Steve Austin. If he hadn't had the leeway, you know, and know that there would have been major repercussions to go out and say, you know, Austin three sixteen said, "I just whipped your ass," and someone uh, Buster Caliber might do that now and get fired for it. You know, I, I guess a few weeks back, Brad Maddox, you know, said cocky pricks or whatever, and that that was the reason he was fired. That that was what was cited for him being fired. I mean, you have to have the wrestlers that feel like they have that leeway and that freedom to go out there and do something unique, do something creative. That's one thing I have to, you know. Uh, compliment EC3 on. He goes out there and he he fills a lot. He he's very creative. He's very good at what he does. And and there's a, I, I think there's a lot of things that we've done in this angle that we have done on the fly. And there's there's a lot of creative ideas that we went to them and said, hey, this is kind of how we see this. We think it'd be good this way. And I really think when you look back at this, uh, you know, you, you you don't even know what's happening in the next few weeks. I think when you look back at this Matt Hardy EC3 thing, it's going to go down as like one of the best feuds of this time period. I, I from what I've seen so far, I like it a lot. I'm I'm a big fan of EC3. I, I think his his wit um, when the fans were chanting at him and he would you know he would do his bit of um, you know I disagree that whole kind of routine. I like that a lot. I thought that he was quick on his feet and um, and and had a presence about him and a swagger and a confidence that wasn't off-putting in a bad way, but was, was good with his heel character. And I, again, staying out of spoilers too much, I just, I'm really looking forward to seeing what he does in 2016 with some new challenges and, and, new, and new expectations for him. I, I think that TNA has paced him really well to become a guy who's a centerpiece act. You, when you think about TNA in 2016, if you're, not, if you're not watching the show, you might not know. But if you are... The first name that comes to mind right now is probably EC3, unless you've just got a personal favorite, you know, and, and there's going to be that. But in general, as a brand, it's it's ECW's, uh, it's EC3's um, company right now with uh, some really, really good, I think, top-level support that with some fresh matchups. T- talk a little bit more about Ethan Carter III and what you've seen in terms of his development and uh, his strengths and weaknesses, or, you know, his strengths that you see, but also where he, you see some growth coming yet that we haven't seen. I mean, what... One of the first things I'll say about EC3 is, is this: like, uh, he has an amazing work ethic. He's extremely creative. Uh, he's extremely knowledgeable. He's very respectful about the business. He's a story. He knows everything. And he's like the the perfect model employee that you're going to want. Uh, it'll work out for your company. And and I honestly think EC3 is the greatest TNA homegrown talent that they've ever made. Uh, and and I they, they they've got a few good. Ones. I mean AJ Styles and that, but I think EC3. Yeah. From a performer standpoint, when you think about being able to draw in the casual fans, which ultimately that's what you need to be able to do if you're, if you're going to be a big wrestling star, I think EC3 is the guy that's going to do that. And he, even myself, in this quest to, to come and, and, and try and win the title from EC3, you know, I, I have my legions of fans, but he, he is so popular and so well-loved, uh, you know, and even as a bad guy, I mean, he's got catchphrases, he, he, he's cool, he has this great charisma, you know, Chicks dig him. He's a good-looking guy. Whatever. I mean, he, even all my fans uh, that have supported me the whole while, it, it's it's strange because they've been pitted against all the diehard EC3 fans. I mean, he has really grown an amazing fan base, considering he has been on the on the side of a rule breaker. Uh, you know, but when it's all said and done, usually those guys end up being the, the biggest attractions, the biggest stars. I mean, I almost compare EC3 on a smaller level 
to uh, a WWE Attitude Era Stone Cold or Rock. He's a guy that has that kind of potential that you can build the company around. I'm with you. I'm with you. Let's go to uh, 718. By the way, if you want to get in line on the phone banks, you can right now. we got Matt Hardy for a few more minutes on today's show. 646-721-9828. If you can't call but you're dying to ask a question and you're listening live, send an email right now to pwtorchlivecast at gmail.com. That's the name of the show, pwtorchlivecast at gmail.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In 2012, NXT transitioned into the developmental system and ultimately the brand you see today. On the Torch VIP podcast, NXT Eight Years Back, we'll be taking a weekly look at this page in NXT's early history. Join Kelly Wells and me, Tom Stout, from PWT Talks NXT every Saturday as we go eight years back to the day to track NXT's rising talents and why they did or didn't work out exclusively for PW Torch VIP members. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A 718 up, and then we'll try 347 again. 718, uh, please state your name and where you're calling from. How you doing, Wade? Hey, how you doing, Matt? This is Mike from Brooklyn. Hey, Mike. Good to hear from you. I always like the Brooklyn accent. Uh, what have you got for us? Yeah. <laughs> um, just to add on what you were saying, as far as, um, you know, Matt Hardy and EC3, I, I just think Matt just brought something out of him. You know, that's like he just said, that's just going to make him spectacular in the long haul because, you know, first looking at him, I didn't, you know, really see it. And now I see it just really manifesting and coming out. And as far as Matt, you know, and Jeff, of course, you know, the Hardys always will go down as one of the greatest, you know, both Hall of Fame career bounds. But 
what do you see yourself, Matt, like, you know, after your end ring dies down? Because I think, you know, you got a brilliant mind, you know, for this build for this business as far as like Thank you. being in create you know, being in creative. I, uh, I definitely think when my in-ring days are over, uh, I will have input, uh, whether it be like in an Asian producer role, physically helping uh, actions kind of come together, or from a uh, creative aspect. I mean, I, I, I want to go back to what you said about EC3, too. Him being a student of the game, and obviously I'm a student of the game, we both love the art of professional wrestling. I, I think we both pushed each other, uh, you know, from a, from a creative standpoint, also from a physical standpoint, whenever we out there and wrestle. Uh, even the promo that we had face-to-face last week, I mean, I, I was a big fan of that, and I thought that yeah. was like a funny promo that sold the matches coming up to it. And, and, and once again, it, there's a lot of uh, variables going on. I know you're from Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Uh, my wife is from Queens, and she, she's probably the angriest person I know in many ways. You're going to see a very angry Queens woman who uh, has my back, fortunately. I'm very uh, lucky that <laughs> I am married to her, and she would she would kill for me, and she would die for me. You know, so right. she's gonna she's gonna she's gonna be a wild card in the DC three deal coming up on Monday. I promise you, we're gonna we're gonna make some magic coming up Tuesday. Sorry, uh, Mike. Anything That's else? Cool. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, actually, um, <clears throat> well, my cable provider is you know Pop TV. Tomorrow is our first day, so Excellent. this will actually be the first you know TNA that I will you know get to see through the, you know the whole show, and also like what's you know who's some of the guys you know that you you know. You like now, besides you know EC3 that you see, you know coming up, man. Cool, thanks, Mike. Good, good topic. Yeah, yeah. who uh, else? We talked a lot about EC3, yeah. Matt. Yeah, who else? Yes, uh, I mean when, when you look at the uh, when you look at the TNA roster, I mean it, it's nice to have have Jeff back. Uh, right now, he's been clear to to wrestle with his grace, so he's kind of you know sticking a slip back in the water, which is it's pretty exciting. And I, I know uh, the Impact Wrestling fans are happy to see him again. Eric Young, I think he's doing the best work of his career right now. I think Eric Young is doing some. Very great stuff. Very believable in what he does. Bobby Roode is, is always a, a perennial talent. It's nice to have James Storm back. Even them together is beer money. I think they're good. But I uh, I, I want beer money to be more than just like a, uh, a nostalgia kick. I want them to get out there and kick ass. I think this would be a, a great series of matches between the beer money and uh, another team that I'm going to mention, which is the Wolves. I, I love Eddie Edwards and Davey Richards. They're definitely two guys to watch. Uh, th- there's a lot of guys that we're working on bringing to TNA that I can't really – talk about right now but there's a there's a lot of talent out there and, and i think uh that that's what tna needs to do they need to take the established guys that are willing to work and uh you know that it works for them financially you know like myself and jeffrey and, and we need to you know continue to build up to us with, with younger and talent stuff uh, matt do you think tna would benefit from three-fourths of the talent that that comes in in 2016 at the next set of sets of tapings being unknowns with a great upside that TNA can mold? Or do you think that it should be weighted still more heavily towards that opportunistic, established name, free agent who can work the schedule, likes the schedule, and TNA can afford them? Where, where should the weight be, or do you think it should be split down the middle? I, I think it's a combination of both. And, and one thing, you know, people always... You know, like wrestling fans, you know, they, they always jump on on me a lot about working with EC3. And they go, why, why would Matt Hardy be, you know, working in a top-level program against EC3? You know, he's just turned 41 years old or whatever. And the whole thing is wrestling in in, in general. If, you know, if you need young talent, you always have to go to young talent. But it's not truly about just making a youth, a youth movement. It's about making the talent movement. I mean, your show needs to be full of guys that are talented. Like, if I couldn't compete on the highest level uh, that I, 
you know, on the level that I do right now, I don't think I'd still be where I'm at. And, and when it's all said and done, I still can compete at a pretty high level. I mean, obviously, I'm not as athletic, not as healthy as I was 10 years ago, 15 years ago, but I've learned to be a better performer overall. I think I speak much better. I think I perform a, a persona a lot better than I used to, and I think I'm much better at carrying a storyline, which ultimately you know, get people to tune in, and that's how a company becomes profitable. You know, I think it's important to use names that are out there that, that has uh, potential that might work in the schedule and work from a financial standpoint, and I also think it's very important to, to build up new guys that, that don't have a name anywhere and make them your own, make some homegrown talent. I think you see that in the NBA, uh, especially it, comparing it to mainstream sports, where, you know, the Philadelphia 76ers or the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, they have so much youth that has a lot of talent, but they are the 76ers did not at the beginning of the year. They've worked to add some veterans, and the Wolves at the very beginning of the year had Andre Miller and Kevin Garnett uh, and Tayshawn Prince, some, some veteran names to come in and, and help the young guys with select minutes. Opportun- you know, they, they would come out there at certain times, but a lot of it was what you the attitude you project, the professionalism you teach, and, and just being a steady force in the ring and on the microphone. And I think it makes sense to have, have that mix. Um, is Matt? You you took you said last year you took fewer indie bookings. Um, you were going to slow down your indie bookings, and I I'm not quite sure how that's gone for you. Obviously, fatherhood interjects and can change priorities. But from the uh, the shows you have done on the indie scene the last few years, have you made some recommendations to TNA, and have some of them committed tapings, or are they still being considered to be brought in? And who's uh, one or two names out there you're excited to maybe see on Impact in 2016? Uh, yes, I, I have made some uh, recommendations, and, and I'll be honest. Uh, the reason that uh, Shinron was on the other night, the guy who wrestled Jeff, that was one of mine. I had wrestled him on one of my uh, independent ventures in Chicago, and he, he was a guy that I recommended that they look for the uh, look at for the exhibition. I think he's a, a guy that could potentially have something to offer there. And there, there are a few other guys that they're in the process of, of working with right now. And, you know, we have the UK tour coming up in, in a couple weeks, and then after that, we're back to the states. So I think you're going to start seeing some. Uh, you know, they, they might not be mainstream uh, names to casual fans, but a, a lot of uh, a lot of well-known indie journeymen, I, I think, are going to get opportunities with the TNA in the next few months. How about Trevor Lee? Yeah, yeah no, I mean, he, he was the guy that myself and Shane Helms both pushed for greatly, and he, he's going to be in a very prominent role coming up. And, and he's a guy that has unlimited potential, especially at his age. I mean, I, I was there when he was born. Obviously, the, his father and I are the two guys who started what became the Omega promotion. Yep. And uh, Trevor Lee has literally grown up in a wrestling ring. So, yeah, yeah myself and Shane Helms, who works there as a producer now, we, uh, we both recommended Trevor, and, and, you know, he's underneath the deal there, and we've got him. I think he's going to be a big deal going forward. Uh, Bruce Mitchell's been touting him for years, uh, the last few years. He's, he's seen a lot of his shows, and uh, I think that's something fans should look forward to um, seeing as more of Trevor Lee in, in, uh, in TNA. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Rich Fan, host of The Deep Dive with Rich Fan, a weekly part of the PW Torch Daily Cast lineup of shows. Search PW Torch and Apple Podcasts or your podcast app to subscribe. Every Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern, I dive in with a guest for an hour on anything in the world of wrestling or wrestling related. Want to hear about the influence of historical figures like Big Cat or Ernie Ladd? We got you. Want to hear about how crazy the Marine movies got? We are on it. No topic is too big or too small. So if you want to dive in with us, call in live or listen on demand and see the entire PW Torch Daily Cast schedule at pwtorchdailycast.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, uh, Matt, I know your time is real limited today. Uh, real quick question about your physical condition. How are you holding up? You talk about your age, and it, you know, I know you're not working a full-time schedule, but those tapings can be grueling. How are you holding up physically at this point? Uh, pretty good, thank you. Uh, yeah. You know, those, those tapings were real grueling. I had a, I had a, a pretty tough week in general, so I, I had to take a couple days down. Uh, I had uh, masseuse come to my house uh, for a couple nights back-to-back. I uh, saw the chiropractor, and then I have... I'm in a, a really good routine where I have a, a couple hours I dedicate every morning just to take care of me, to, to me time, between stretching and uh, my training and my cardio and just doing the things to loosen up my body as much as possible. So I, I'm just doing a really good job taking care of myself. i uh, not overexerting myself, and I, and I have been a lot more strict with my independent bookings. Uh, I've cut down, and then I don't do anything where travel makes it hard for me in between. So, yeah, I'm just trying to, trying to do a real smart job of taking care of myself and, uh, getting as much longevity as I can on my career. But overall, I, I feel pretty good. I feel better now than I, I, I feel better now than I probably have in the last five or six years. Oh, that's great. And how's fatherhood? i got to ask you that before you, you got to run. Uh, it, it, it's the best. Uh, <laughs> my son is the absolute, is, is the absolute best. Uh, there's no better feeling than, than laying there with a, a small child that you created that you know depends on you for everything. And it's just, it's the most amazing bond that there is. It's truly indescribable unless you, unless you experience it. It's totally amazing. And to round out family talk, I think Rebby so far has been really good on the last two weeks of programming. I am I'm scared for everybody who's around her right now. Um, there's something <laughs> brewing. The way she pulled you away from the conversation with uh, uh, was it with Jeff that she pulled you away from, or was it? I'm trying to think on. Uh, yes, it was yeah. with, with with Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know because that that's that's one of her things, and you know I'll be honest in in real life. My wife, Rebby, feels like my priority is to, to be a father to my son and take care of her. And she's right. As a man, that is truly once you have a family of your own, that's kind of your first priority. So I think there's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, you know, not only just art imitating life, but life imitating art on the screen going forward. And, and yes, once again, when, when I say that 
my wife is the angriest person I know. I am, I'm being honest. That's a true statement. Hey, you've been on the show before where I've, a little, I've heard that in the background a couple times. So we got first-hand, <laughs> first-hand uh, experience hearing that on the program. No, I, I, I want to say I, I think there's some good undercurrents and subtleties in the storylines, laying the groundwork for some fun things. I like you know Jeff saying, hey, I'm ready for a title shot. You know, Is that stepping on your toes? How does Rebby react to that? Um, it's just it's interesting. And, oh, I, I didn't mention Mike Bennett real quick. Uh because they gave him a big push last two weeks. Um, are you high on Mike Bennett being in that top five mix in TNA the next the next several months? Uh, I am I am high on Mike Bennett. Obviously, you know, Mike. I worked with Mike in, in Ring of Honor, right? And uh, we still have a, a couple interesting ideas about how our relationship may or may not end up as far as uh, Impact Wrestling, but. It's definitely something to watch for. Our uh, our history will be acknowledged. That's all said. Uh, I and I think he's a better fit with how TNA's Impact show is run than he was in ROH. He grew in ROH, but I don't think he was a perfect fit for Ring of Honor. And I think in TNA, he's a better fit. He's the type of wrestler that I think works with a two hour format that TNA uses compared to the more what I don't even know. I can't even put my finger on it. But do you know what I'm saying, Matt? Yes, and I also think he, he works much better with, with our style. I mean, as yep. opposed to being uh, a Ring of Honor-style athletic wrestler, he, he is good at that. He excelled there as a heel, obviously, because he's not splashy, not as, uh, you know, not, not as high-spotty as a lot of the other guys are, but he, he's great from a, a character perspective. He's great from a, uh, a personality perspective, and he'll, he'll really get a chance to utilize that a lot more on Impact Wrestling. Excellent. Matt, thanks for taking time out to talk to us today. Hopefully we can do it a little bit down the line again. Yes, I would love to. Uh, thank you very much. It's always a pleasure, Wade. Absolutely. Pop TV, Tuesday nights, every Tuesday. It's a new night for wrestling. We haven't had Tuesday wrestling on a weekly basis on national TV for a while. See Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, as Matt just said, got cleared to wrestle with a brace. Uh, I'm high on EC3. I like some of the storylines. There's some good X-Division talent uh, coming in on the UK tour, from what I understand. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's a cool... Uh, it, it's, it's time... If you if you did not give TNA uh, an opportunity the last couple years, and there were some some aspects of the show you didn't like, I'm not saying it's going to be for everybody, but I really have enjoyed the uh, the first two weeks this year, and it's a lot easier to do interviews with Dixie Carter and Matt Hardy, um, who are very uh, invested in TNA and believe in the product. It's a lot easier for me to do interviews with them as I did last week and this week, uh, when I believe in the product. And, and so far, so good. Um, I, I, I think the production values are where they need to be. Um, you know, they're, they're good enough, is my point, um, where it's not a distraction. And I think the, the entrance stage and the big screen and uh, the announcing is solid. I've got some issues with it a little bit. But overall, um, I mean, really, I, I give a, a recommendation and a thumbs up to what TNA's been doing. And if you want to hear, uh, if you missed it last week, Pixie Carter was my second guest of the program. Last week, uh, she was on for 30 minutes and uh, talked about the new season of TNA Impact on Pop TV and provided more perspective on that. Um, Matt Hardy has left us. If you want to call and talk to me for a few more minutes, um, you can do so. This is going to be a shorter show than usual today for a variety of reasons. Um, but I am willing to take a few calls if anybody listening wants to jump on board. Push 1 on your touchstone phone, by the way. Anytime that you want to participate in the program, you push one on your touchstone phone to indicate once you uh, call up that you want to be in the caller queue and not just eavesdropping on the show. Um, So we appreciate that. I'm going to go to a uh, commercial break and come back with more conversations, some more notes, and uh, hopefully some calls. So on the other side of this word from our sponsors, more of today's PW Torch Livecast. 
We're about to go to another commercial break. Why are you listening to commercial breaks? Why deal with these interruptions when you can become a VIP member, support the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast, Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows, the PW Torch Daily Casts, and the entire team and everything that we do, and get a ton in return for your membership by becoming a VIP member. Go to pwtorchvipinfo.com for full details, 30-plus years of archives of podcasts, retro radio shows, over 1,600 back issues of the Pro Wrestling Torch Weekly Newsletter, a fascinating march through our coverage of wrestling history, and so much more, including ad-free versions of the Wade Keller Podcast, Wade Keller Post Shows, and PW Torch Daily Casts, and several exclusive VIP podcasts just about every day, dozens of VIP exclusive podcast that you're not hearing because you're not a VIP member. So go VIP, pwtorchvipinfo.com. Subscribe to our VIP podcast feed and listen in a streamlined way with no interruptions to all of our podcasts. Again, that's pwtorchvipinfo.com. Are you a fan of New Japan Pro Wrestling? Then join the New Japan Pride podcast starring Bethany Rubel and Javier Machado with an eye for the action and an eye for the story. We'll keep you abreast of all New Japan shows both in Japan and also covering their American expansion with New Japan Strong. And I'll watch all the Yano matches so Bethany doesn't have to. And I'll watch all of the Ibushi matches. Wait a minute. I didn't script that. <laughs> Listen to our weekly podcast exclusively with the PW Torch VIP membership. Become a member at pwtorch.com slash go VIP. as I did last week after my interviews with Taz and Dixie Carter concluded. Let's go to area code 401. 401, thanks for calling. Please state your name and uh, the city you're calling from. Hi, I'm Daria. I'm calling from Providence, Rhode Island. Sounds good. Uh, what's your first name again? I didn't catch it. Daria, D-A-R-I-A. Oh, great. Excellent. What have you got for me uh, today, Daria? Well, I, was, I had a bit of a concern, really, because... Um, well, as you know, 2015, WWE was plagued with tons of wrestling injuries, whether it be Seth Rollins or Cesaro, and of course now with recent injuries such as Sasha Banks and Paige. The question was actually brought up, and I know a lot of wrestling organizations do this, but the question was brought up. Should the WWE, even though they're a major company, and I understand why they do what they do, but should the WWE consider an off-season or like giving a wrestler like a month or two off every once in a while just to give their bodies a rest rather than have them at shows five days a week, Raw every week, SmackDown every week? I mean, should they start considering having them rest up so that way... We won't be plagued with so many injuries. It seemed like, and it's not, and it just seems like 2015. Almost every month, every yeah. month, a wrestler was injured. Uh, Daria, how long have you been following the torch in our our live cast here or the website? Well, actually, I'm a first time caller. I know that, but how long? When did you well, discover <laughs> us? <laughs> well, today when Matt Hardy tweeted that he was going to be on the show, but oh, great! So, and so, I was like, let me, can we? Can I've been listening the interview, which is really cool. Well, the reason I asked is you are echoing something that I have been advocating, if not preaching for, for 20 years. Um, I absolutely think systematic 
mandatory roster-wide time off of four to six weeks twice a year would do wonders for guys. And I know there's a little pushback. Some wrestlers don't like that because they want to make their money while they can. And some of them think, well, you get out of ring shape and it's hard to get back in. Um, I don't buy it. I've heard enough other guys over the last 20-plus years tell me it absolutely would be good, not just physically but mentally. Um, Seth Rollins, uh, Daria, hinted at that in an interview that he did, talking about the injury he suffered in Europe. He went to Europe, um, and he was wrestling this grueling schedule. And he went to Europe, and the, the, he was wrestling at a different time of day than he was used to. And he had, you know, the, everybody's going to have some form of jet lag, severe or minor. And he was pushing himself out there. And I, I believe that, again, there's no way to prove this, but I believe that if he had two weeks off before that European tour and two or three days after landing to adjust to the clock, that he might have just physically and mentally been in a position to not have what happened to him happen. Now, you're always going to have freak, in, freak accidents or not even freak, just going to have accidents and injuries in wrestling. There's no doubt about it, but you're right. There's too many injuries, and I really think that wrestlers benefit from being away. And you could have the wrestler's pick or the promoter's pick. Does a wrestler get four to six weeks off twice a year, or do you just give him two, three months off once a year? But sometimes when a guy's gone for a while, when he comes back, there's something new. It feels new again. And when they're gone, the scene changes. Um, is as disappointing as it is that uh, Sami Zayn got injured. He came back on NXT uh, this week, and it was exciting because there's Samoa Joe standing there now, and Baron Corbin has advanced. And the question is, where does Sami Zayn fit in now? He wants a title shot. William Regal's is saying, well, but Samoa Joe and Baron Corbin made their case. Maybe they deserve shots. We'll do a three-way. And now you've got some new talent or some talent that was there that moved up the card that creates new matchups, and it wouldn't feel that way if Sammy had just been around every week. Same thing with Seth Rollins and John Cena. In mid-2016, later this year, Seth's going to return and John's going to return, and things are going to be different. And it feels fresh and novel and new to have them come back as veterans on the roster to a different roster and different people on top, having gone through different journeys. So I think it's a booking opportunity, not a handicap. And I think most of all, yeah, it's it's the injury issue is a big deal. On uh, in this week's Pro Wrestling Torch weekly newsletter, uh, you can get a VIP membership and find out all about it. Tons of free, tons of ad, and of course also iTunes. So uh, for details on that, go to pwtorch.com/govip. I worked a uh, VIP plug into that conversation, uh, but I want to bring Daria back and uh, see if she has any follow up on that because uh, I'm very much with you, Daria, on the schedule. I've been talking about that for years. I also think there should be a, a revisiting now of, of some of the training methods. Maybe a little more DDP yoga, a little more Pilates, a little more Rob Van Dam style stretching like Matt Hardy was just talking about. And maybe a little less trying mm-hmm. to impress people with, with the big power lifts. I think that's exactly what it is, too. I mean, it seems to, you know, it seems to be like bigger is better, but bigger isn't always better. I mean, you've got lean guys, you know, that are just as much making it in the ring as anything. And it's like... You don't have to be big to be successful. All you have to do is have great talent in the ring, have great charisma, and you can engulf the fans in great matches. And, yeah, tra- training should be rethought about because it should be more about cardio than anything. I mean, you have matches that go on for 10, 15, 20 minutes, and you see some of the guys, especially some of the bigger guys, are like heavy breathing because it's like they're so big but they can't move around too much. So it's like, yeah, training should be rethought, and at the same time, Going back to having the time off, you know, 
Shikara, they usually they have seasons. They usually take time off, like after December will be that final show, and they don't come back until February, and then they have a brand new season with brand new stories, brand new ideas, and it's refreshing every year, and they still have the same characters, so it's like, what's going to be new with this one? What's going to be new with that one? And it's really something WWE, or maybe even TNA could probably consider too. I mean, even though TNA, you know, is bouncing around from TV to TV, you know, but, you know, a lot of these companies that go like five days a week, you know, should consider have, giving a chance for the wrestlers to have a break once in a while. Yeah, and I think you can weave the uh, the breaks into the into a year round program. I'm not necessarily saying stop doing shows for four or six weeks. I don't think that's realistic with oh, WWE no, no, structure. No. But with uh, with Chikara, it certainly makes sense. But when you have to do a weekly show, I think you can book you can tape Raw and SmackDown on Monday and Tuesday, and then Raw and SmackDown on Wednesday and Thursday, and then give the guys a week and a half off. And you can do that every once in a while. Um, that's another approach you can take, especially around the holidays. or You know, you, you don't have to have Raw be live every single week. I think sometimes the promoters look at pleasing Wall Street more than they look at doing what's, what they ought to do, not what they have to do. It's free enterprise. They're, there's an agreement between these wrestlers and promoters, and nobody's being forced, per se, to do anything. That's not my point, that anyone should be forced to do it. I just think they ought to. I think it's the right thing to do, and I think they would benefit in the long run. Uh, Daria, I hope you'll call the show again. I appreciate you uh, giving us a try today. All right. Thank you so much. I enjoy it. Thank you so much. You bet. Good conversation. If you're uh, joining the show in progress, by the way, uh, Matt Hardy was our guest for the first 35 minutes of the program. Good conversation with Matt about TNA, a little bit about uh, WWE and how they've changed their booking structure over the years and more. Check that out. Last week, uh, Taz joined me for the first half hour. He talked about the John Cena injury and his take on that and how it would affect uh, John Cena going forward. And then he also talked about Mauro Ranallo, who will get week number two on SmackDown tonight on uh, USA Network. Um, I, I really enjoyed Mauro Ranallo as an announcer last week on SmackDown. I thought he gave a wrestling nerd sports-like approach to things. And I say it, uh, wrestling nerd, with all, uh, all due respect and affection. He's a guy who, because I don't think nerd is a negative word, like I think it was a long time ago. It just means you're unabashedly into something and you don't care what other people think. And I think that's a great trait to have in life, and I think Morrow has it. He is is he's just all in as an announcer. He he's pro uh, law and order. He's pro following the rules. He wants to see who the best wrestler is, and he gets offended when when guys hit each other from behind or cheat. And I just like to have that strong point of view from an announcer, and it makes it now easier for Jerry Lawler to have a, a, a resurgence as a color commentator. As a heel color commentator, I think he was really sharp last week. I thought he was more engaged, having more fun. And Todd Martin and I talked about that on The Fix with Todd Martin. That's a VIP-exclusive program. Todd is phenomenal at what he does. We did a 10-15-minute uh, a, a preview of Sunday night's UFC show. He's the one with stories and features there. He is I, and I am him, and I'm... Matt Taven, the real Ring of Honor world champion. And you know how I show everyone that I get it? By tuning in to the podcast of Honor with Tyler and my personal main man, Ryan. This is Ryan. And I'm Tyler. And we are the hosts of the wildly popular PW Torch VIP show, Podcast of Honor. Our show covers everything Ring of Honor wrestling, from analysis, show recaps, and wide-ranging interviews with the stars of Ring of Honor. Download the Podcast of Honor each week and support the best podcast on the PW Torch VIP network. 
let's uh, try another phone call here. We uh, have a couple minutes left, so if you want to jump on the phone lines, I might get to you, 646-721-9828. But we'll be going off the air at the top of the hour. Uh, let's go to 813. I think 813, you're uh, holding on here. Are you uh, wanting to talk to me on the program? Yes. Okay, go ahead. Steve. Yeah, state your name and where you're calling All from, right. of this is Jake from Tampa. How are you doing? Uh, doing good. Good to hear from you, Jay. What's the temperature there? It's going to be negative. Well, I heard on the radio here in Minnesota on Sunday, it's going to have a high of negative three degrees. How are things looking over there in Tampa? <laughs> it's 66 right now. <laughs> but our weekend's warm up a little bit. Oh, man. I, I, love, I, I love winters here, but negative three as a high is kind of pushing it. But if we can make it through, if we can make it through January and uh, the first couple of weeks of February, there's about six weeks that are tough. And then it's fine. But I mean, we're, we're, we're tough. Literally, I mentioned this on a recent live cast or, or audio show. I can't remember which one it was. But I went to Chipotle the other day, and it's like eight degrees out. There's like a 20, 20 year old guy in line wearing shorts, like workout shorts. And, and that's not uncommon. I mean, we, are, we, are, we adjust, we're tough, we can handle it. Um, it's, it's crazy how many people wear shorts in, in weather when it's less than 20 degrees. Um, I, they were talking on TNA last night, or uh, Wednesday, Tuesday night, I mean, about uh, uh, Eli Drake and how he walks around shirtless and how he came to the arena in 20-degree weather without a shirt on because he's so conceited about his physique. So, But I, I'm not saying a day here and there in February of 66 degrees wouldn't feel good. But weather report over. What you call about today? <laughs> yeah, first of all, that last call uh, interaction was very refreshing. Uh, for the new caller, um, we like new uh, callers. We want now. new callers. Don't be shy. Yeah. If you're, we 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 love our regulars. We got some good regulars, but um, we we definitely like to hear from new callers. So don't be intimidated by our incredible knowledge and hard hitting opinions and uh, the clubhouse atmosphere with our regulars. We definitely like to hear from uh, new callers, and we try to be especially nice to new callers when they first call up. I can't speak for Bruce Mitchell, but I try to be nice for new callers. <laughs> And for, if any other was all on the line, just real quick, go VIP. You you won't regret it. You know, it's been an enjoyment. I've been there almost 18 months. I love it. Excellent. Uh, my comment slash question was uh, uh, two real quick uh, uh, in regards to NXT. One is I heard uh, Taz and Jr. mention on, on the other podcast about um, um, that Michael Cole is like the producer of the. Uh, the other um, announcers that are on NXT, which is kind of weird because like, how can it be so different uh, where NXT has seemed to be so much more effective and you're producing someone that's more effective than, than you are, but I digress. Maybe uh, Michael Cole, uh, uh, let me say this, Jay, maybe Michael Cole would mm-hmm. be a better announcer if he wasn't being produced by Vince McMahon, and maybe that comes across in his producing of NXT announcers. That could be. Yeah. And the segue there with the uh, the NXT show from last night, man, was great. I I was just so uh, uh, enamored with the show, and 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 I like the way they pulled you in. I really, unlike what we see on the main roster, I I couldn't tell who was going to win that the uh, women's uh, battle royal. I, I really did not. I mean, I don't know if you saw it, but they was like interviewing like select ladies on what, you know, promoting that they were going to win it and what they were going to do and that they were going to be the the next number one contender and stuff. And even at the end, just totally threw it for a loop. Uh, And I'm just thinking the same thing with the main roster. I'm like, why wouldn't they do those type of things where you interviewing multiple people and making the viewer feel like 
uh, hey, maybe it's that person. No, it's maybe it's that person. And like I mentioned, I, I was, by the time the, the match started, I had like four four to five ladies in my mind of, of who I really thought was going to win. Yes. I, I like that too. I mean, I, they used to do that, you know, for, for Battle Royals, uh, the annual Battle Royal in the AWA, the territory that I grew up watching. They would have uh, a lot of wrestlers talk about their role in, in the Battle Royal, their hopes, their dreams, their their strategies, their their ambition to win. And I like that too. And we got to hear from women on the on, uh, on the NXT show, uh, women we don't normally hear from and establish their characters a little bit so you got more invested. I want to see more of that with the Royal Rumble. Um, not just a little patronizing pat on the head from Stephanie going, hey, Dolph, maybe this will be your year. <laughs> or uh, Kevin Owens, you know, this you can have the best year ever going one and two against John Cena. And, you know, I mean, so, yeah, it, it, I, I like when they give hope that other guys can win. I agree. That's all I have. I all appreciate right. your time, Wade. Appreciate it, Jay. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us here on today's PW Torch Livecast. Uh, joining me today, thanks to Matt Hardy, my guest on today's program. By the way, in two weeks, the week after the Royal Rumble, the Thursday after the Royal Rumble, um, long-time uh, uh, friend going back to uh, uh, doing the Ultimate Insiders shows with uh, Vince Russo, Ed Ferrara will be my guest to talk about NXT TakeOver and the Royal Rumble. So that's coming up two weeks from today. Ed Ferrara making his return to the show. Um, it will be great to catch up with him. I've done interviews with him before, including the Ultimate Insider series we taped out in L.A. about nine, I think it's nine or ten years ago now. Man, time flies. And uh, he was the uh, the co-booker, the co-writer of Raw during the Attitude Era with Vince Russo, along with Vince McMahon. He also, of course, famously went to WCW and imitated Jim Ross and has profusely apologized for the Oklahoma character since then. And uh, um, I, I've enjoyed all my dealings with Ed. He's a really good guy and a big fan of NXT. And so we're going to talk about that in the Royal Rumble in two weeks. So I hope you'll join us live for that or uh, uh, just look forward to listening to it when that show comes up. All right, that does it for me for today. Until next time. Hey, Harley. Remember the days when women's wrestling matches were relegated to the mid-card dumping ground and treated like a glorified intermission? You mean the era when it was only men in the top spots in the main events, getting the biggest matches every night? Yeah. Hmm. Vaguely. Seriously, while we might have a long way to go, we really have come a long way, baby. And that's why we started Grit and Glitter a podcast covering the best in the world of women's wrestling. From the horsewomen of WWE to the goddesses of stardom and everyone in between. Each Tuesday, Emily, myself, and our team of guest correspondents talk the best matches and the biggest news in women's wrestling. Plus, interviews, deep dives, and discussions about everything from media representation to gear to women in behind-the-scenes roles. Just search PW Torch in the podcast app of your choice to subscribe or listen on demand and see the entire PW Torch Dailycast schedule at pwtorchdailycast.com. Hey, January 13th, 2016. I am your host, Pat McNeil, bringing you today's installment of the longest running weekday episodic pro wrestling podcast. In the world, this is the PW Torch Livecast. Your Wednesday intro song is Sport for Kings by Kids on Bridges, the official artist of the PW Torch Livecast. Here they are. (laughs) 
podcast, and that, that whole thing is available on iTunes. We're coming at you with 60-plus minutes of wrestling and fun. And if you're not careful, you just might learn something before we're done. We are taking your calls, 646-721-9828, here on Blog Talk Radio. We're taking your emails, pwtorch, livecast at gmail.com. The chat room is open at pwtorchlivecast.com. And you can even send in the Twitter questions to me, at real Pat McNeil. But without any further ado, let's, ladies and gentlemen, uh, please welcome former TNA World Tag Team Champion, former TNA Television Champion, the one, the only Gunner. Welcome to the show, Gunner. Hey, man. Thank you very much for having me on today. Oh, it's, it's our pleasure. Uh, it's good to have you on. Now, you had a uh, you had a busy weekend, I understand. You are you just won the uh, PWX uh, ITV Championship, and uh, it looks like your group is is taking over that company. <laughs> yeah, we had a really good successful weekend. Uh, you know, I I defeated Moose and got the uh, PWX ITV title, and the experience is what you know me, John Schuyler, Corey Hollis, Adam Page, and now Steve Carino, uh, you know, managing us. It's a it's a fun fun group. We're really enjoying what we're what we're doing and just uh, trying to bring something different to the table. Uh, you you were a you were a big part of Impact Wrestling, and you know this is, I mean, and it's not out of the question that 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 could happen again. Um, but uh, you are uh, currently uh, you're currently on the independents and mostly in the Mid Atlantic area. Um, what's what's what feels different going back after uh, after spending time on national television? Uh, really, you know, I mean, it's, it's kind of the same, uh, you know, because even when I was with Impact, I would do, I would do a lot of independent shows. So, um, you know, it's really not, I guess, not really going back because I still did a lot of the same things that I'm doing, I'm right. doing now. But uh, you know, the, the business is a little different. It's evolving, um, you know, a lot different than when I started in 2000, even you know, 15, 16 years ago. So it's, it's cool to see like <clears throat> some of the, uh, the business evolving in the way it is. Um, and get to see some of these young guys, you know, get an opportunity. Uh-huh. That's true. It's um, still fun. It's still fun to me, you know, to go go and do these independent shows. I mean, really, a lot of uh, <clears throat> the independent territory now, I call it territory because you do, it's kind of bringing territories back in a way. I mean, it's not, uh, yeah. I mean, you got PWX that kind of runs a certain area in the Carolinas, and, uh, you know, you got Wrestle Force out of South Carolina, you got Wrestle America, which, you know, Luke Gallows and those guys, run down in Georgia. So there's a lot of really, really good independent promotions that uh, give me an opportunity to work with a lot of good independent talent. Okay. Well, you're keeping busy. You're involved with good people and, uh, and he's tan and rested and ready. Um, we're going to be uh, taking calls for Gunner at uh, 646-721-9828. Actually, if you've been watching the TNA one-night-only uh, pay-per-views, you might not have known that, that Gunner was uh, was not in TNA at the moment because you won the – I mean, I, I saw the Wrestling Classic. We actually did a whole uh, VIP show uh, recapping the WWF Wrestling Classic from 1985. But you won the TNA Classic, which uh, aired on pay-per-view this past November. With, uh, yes. see, with yeah, Lance, you know, I did yeah, with, with, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I just, I just uh, victories over Great Sonata, uh, Mr. Anderson, MVP, and Bram. That's a uh, that's a pretty good run there. It was, and that was a long week. I remember we taped that. I think it's my last set of tapings in May, and uh, you know was promised some world title shot after that, but obviously that didn't happen. But uh, I remember that being a really long day. All four of those matches took place in one day. Um, it's just great uh, getting a chance to work with Upshin Ken and Bram. 
MVP and, and just, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of people still ask me, am I with TNA? You know, they just saw me on the one night only. I was like, oh, that was taped back in May. You know, I, I left the company in June, so I've been going well over, you know, six, eight months now. Okay. Well, uh, just, yeah, just wanted to clear that up. Um, but anyway, it's, uh, you know, we, you never know where, especially in 2016, the way things have been the first two weeks, you never know what's going to happen next in professional wrestling. So we might as well get that cleared up. Uh, let's see. We're gonna let's go ahead and start. Uh, we've got emails. Um, not sure how we're gonna start with this. Let's uh, go ahead and uh, go ahead and start our email process. I don't know. I don't know what we've got here, uh, but uh, let's start. Uh, this will be fun. Okay, Vahab's Vidj uh, says uh, you should really discuss all aspects of Raw rather than focusing on the main event. Okay. Uh, thank you, thank you. That's, yeah, that's thank good. You. He should, I'll, I'll, he should, start, he should start his own podcast. Then. <laughs> um, that's true. Let's <laughs> see. Okay. Uh, here. Uh, well, here's one that. Uh, here's one. It comes from uh, our man uh, Wayne in Toronto. Uh, yeah. Wayne would like to know. Uh, I happened to look on the WWE website, and they are telling people to watch SmackDown. Spoil. Yeah, they're giving away blah blah blah, which happened on the SmackDown taping. Why would they do this? Um, I, you know, I guess that they think that the buzz from, uh, what's going to happen on SmackDown, you know, makes up for giving away the, giving away the, uh, I guess the, the surprise or whatever that they're doing on that ep- on that episode. And that's, that's something that, you know, that's been argued back and forth for a long time. I don't know. Do you, do you have a particular opinion on that, Gunnar? Whether, you know, well, whether, as- whether giving away, whether your company should give away stuff that that's happened at a taping, you know. That, that hasn't aired yet. For example, you know, if TNA were to say, "Hey, watch the TNA Classic," Gunner is going to Gunner is going to be the winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't think that uh, you know the company should give it away. Once again, you know, like social media and any fans, you know, the fans go to the tapings. It's already going to be out there, and the company, I don't think, should um, give it away at all because then to me, that's going. You know, if you tell me so and so is going to win this, win that, and I'm going, well, I don't need to watch it now. But, um, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with a company saying, hey, there's going to be a huge tournament tonight and Gunner's in the, the final match of it or something like that. Um, maybe that, you know, if there's a, uh, some Gunner fans out there, they would tune in a little bit more to see what, you know, how Gunner advanced in the finals. Um, I don't think they should give it away. It's just, you know, the social media does that enough now and the Internet and stuff like that. So you really – and it's a touchy situation. Yeah. All right, well, I'm sure we'll, we'll get around to more email questions later, but uh, we're going to uh, – we're going to begin the adventure and go to the telephones to the 240 area code. Uh, for people who don't normally listen to the Wednesday version of the show, it's all very simple. Uh, you can ask up to three questions. You can make up to three comments. You can combine them, like one comment, two questions, what have you. But at the end of the day, that's a magic number. And by order of my boss, this is a PG, minivan-friendly show. So While we're waiting uh, for our next caller, we'd like to remind you folks calling in to, well, keep your questions within the boundaries of good taste. Searching for more great pro wrestling talk? Then join me, Jason Powell, host of the free weekly Pro Wrestling Boom podcast. Each week, you'll hear the latest news and analysis from me and my team at ProWrestling.net along with other pro wrestling media members. Plus, the Pro Wrestling Boom podcast features long-form interviews with notable names in the pro wrestling industry. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, and all your favorite secondary apps, or visit us directly at PWBoom.com. Once again, that's PWBoom.com. All right, so this uh, let's uh, go ahead and uh, get started. We're going to start in the 240 area code. 240, please state your name and town. 
You're on the live cast with Gunner. This is Ryan from Cumberland, Maryland. How you doing, Ryan? All right. Good. First question for Gunner is, I always want to know what your thoughts were when they took Randy Orton out of the Marine movie because he went AWOL on the military and put in, like, the Miz and Ted DiBiase to take his place. Uh, repeat that question. I'm sorry, man. I'm having a bad signal uh, on the phone. Yeah, d- WWE had Randy Orton real, you know, lined up to be uh, in, one of, in one of the Marine movies, and then they realized, you know, maybe with him going AWOL, that wasn't the best choice. Right. Um, you know, I'm not sure, like, when Randy Orton went AWOL. I don't know if they didn't want to catch any slack, from, you know, because WWE's real military-friendly and stuff like that. I'm not sure if he, it was, he, yeah, he it was a while jumped ago. out of boot camp. Yeah, well, you know, I remember when that happened. I'm sorry. What I mean is, like, did he go AWOL while doing boot camp, or was he already like in the Marine Corps for a few years. Um, I, you know, WWE is real touchy when it comes to the military stuff like this. I'm sure they didn't want to, you know, make anybody mad. I don't think it would have been a big problem. Um, I would have much rather seen, you know, Randy Orton in the movie than, uh, you know, somebody else. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think, like I said, WWE just really, they got to be careful because they're so corporate now that, you know, they're really into the military and stuff like that. So it's touchy. Yeah, I actually saw the Marine too. Uh, I don't think there were a lot of actual words that the that the lead had to say in that movie. Yeah, I think Ted Jr. might have gotten like twenty five words in the entire film. <laughs> Easy uh, acting job. I should have got that one. Okay, let's see. Um, da, 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 da. Right. Uh, so yeah, he uh, okay. He was received a bad conduct discharge in nineteen ninety nine. Okay. Gotcha. Well, um, there you go. All right, uh, next question, Ryan. Okay. My second question is, what's the largest beer tab that James Storm ever gave you at the bar when you hung out with James Storm as a tag team partner? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, as a tag team, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think the largest beer tab I may have seen from Storm, and he was just not only buying uh, himself shots and rounds and beers, he's buying you know everybody else shots and rounds and beers, probably – uh, $2,500 at one night, which is a lot. Um, seeing as we were in a very small bar, I can't remember what city it was, but, uh, hey, James likes his beer. I enjoy a, a beer here and there, but that dude can, uh, he needs to own his own brewery. I'm not sure why he hasn't jumped in that business yet. Oh. Okay. Well, that's, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a future plan there, I guess, if that's something you enjoy. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate that. All right. Um, my final question is, What's the probability we'll see in the Royal Rumble since it's in Florida this year? Oh, man. Um, not sure of 2016 Royal Rumble, but I'd like to see there's a bigger probability of 2017 Royal Rumble. Um, you know, and I'm hoping I get a chance to wrestle for that company. Uh, who do I think is going to win the Royal Rumble, if you want to ask that question, too? Um, man. Uh, I don't know. Um I don't. I couldn't tell you. I don't know if it's going to be a new guy, some new guy, or, or um, you know, I'm not sure who they're really pushing right now. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, you know, there, there's a good chance it'll be Roman Reigns, but uh, there's also a good yeah. chance it'll be Brock Lesnar, and you know, those would those would be probably my top two guesses after what happened on Raw. So. Totally. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Pat. Thanks, Gunner. Thank you. Hey, no problem. Thank you, Ryan. All right, uh, Ryan drops off, and that opens up a line for you at 646-721-9828. PWTorchLiveCast at gmail.com is the other way to reach us. Um, 
uh, I'm remembering uh, you you got let's see well first you and uh, Murphy debuted as uh, both from uh, from NWA Anarchy debuted as uh, you know, as security guards uh, and and then uh, obviously you came back and uh, as regular wrestlers. Um, what was your reaction when when Ric Flair as an ad lib decided to fire you? <laughs> I don't. Uh, <laughs> you know, I love Rick and Dip, but he would he would say some off the wall stuff on the mic at times and just kind of uh, um, do his own thing. Nobody there was nobody there to kind of like control him. I don't think. Uh, but um, I when it happened, I was like, "What in the world?" Uh, I just kind of laughed on the inside. But um, yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, Rick Rick's the man. Like I said, he says what he wants to on the microphone. There's been numerous times where I've seen that on live television and. Uh, yeah, in my eyes, I was like, "Am I really getting fired?" Uh, no, not until 2015. But anyway, right. Okay. Uh, and what, pe- what people, you know, might not remember is that uh, before you uh, before you joined TNA, uh, actually not too long before you joined TNA, um, you were on uh, you were in Ring of Honor, and uh, your I think your first appearance in Ring of Honor and last was on their Big Bang pay per view. Yes, it was 2010. I want to say it was the only time I did. Yeah. I did a show for Ring Honor, um, me and Zach Salvation in Charlotte, North Carolina. Yes, back when you were Phil Shatter. That's right, right before uh, Impact signed me. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, which which name do you like better? I mean, Gunner is you know, more descriptive, I suppose. Yeah, it is. It, it, you know, Gunner, and it kind of goes with my military, uh, you know, military career and military time um, stuff I did in the Marine Corps, as far as you know, machine gunning and all that. Uh, so you know, I like the Gunner name. You know, I always got the the, the the uh, you know people saying on the internet, well, you need a last name because all great wrestlers have a last name, and I'm like, well, I don't think they do because Edge never had a last name, Sting never Bill had Rock. a last name, Undertaker, yeah, exactly. So I mean, it's uh, you know, it's kind of preference, but um, you know, I mean, I've had Gunner since 2009 or so, uh, 2010, and I mean, it's it's stuck with me now, and you know, that's what people know me as. Even you know, in the UK when I do UK tours, they know who Gunner is just because of the the TNA stuff I did. Right. Uh, out of out of everything that you've done in TNA, what do you what do you think your uh, what do you think your favorite match was? Uh, probably me and James at the cage match. We did a lockdown in Miami. I uh, I really enjoyed that. It was one that kind of it was a match when you know me and him come through the curtain. We got a we got a, a standing over from the the boys, and then the crowd really enjoyed it. And uh, you know it's really cool when your peers and stuff like that give you that respect and. Um, just a really good time working with James. I mean, but and that match really stands out to me. Okay, yeah, that was. Uh, let's see. Yeah, and then you followed up by having an I Quit match, which um, yeah. we did. Which was also we pretty did. good, I thought. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the things we did was, you know, I mean, we did I Quit. We did a, a bunch of old bar matches on the house shows that you know a lot of people didn't get to see unless they were there. Um, right. So I mean, there's yeah, I mean, we really beat crap at each other for like six months. Hmm. No, that's true. Um, that was. Uh, you know, I I mean, it was disappointing because, you know, we were kind of hoping that uh, the tag team would last a little longer. But, uh, you know, TNA, you don't always get uh, long periods of uh, of teaming with with the same partner. Right. And, and I wish, you know, me and James could have had a lot, lot longer run and defended the titles a lot more. But I think they just had, you know, a little bit of, you know, some things they wanted to do with us as far as, um, you know, singles. And then they brought the Wolves in and the Wolves, you know, just kind of, stand out on their own. They're a legit tag team that's been around a lot longer than, you know, you know, Gunner and, and Storm. So, uh, but I, you know, I'm a, I'm a singles wrestler. I enjoy tag team wrestling, but, uh, you know, all in all, I want to be a singles, I remember it as a singles guy. 
Thank you for listening to the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast. Be sure to subscribe. Also, if you haven't yet, subscribe to the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows. This show, the podcast, have our blue logo. The Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows have our red logo. Just search Wade Keller and Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to Pro Wrestling Podcasts and click subscribe to the red logo, and you can download our Raw, SmackDown, AEW, and sometimes NXT post shows. I'm joined by a co-host to add a different perspective to the analysis for the show, where we talk to live callers, on-site correspondents who are in the building who tell us what did not air on TV, and we also answer mailbag questions. Those shows are available for download within a few hours after the show's end on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday nights. So there's a fast turnaround to get your fix. So check it out. That's the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Show. Just search Wade Keller. You can also stream the show live at wadekellerpostshow.com about five minutes after the show's end on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday night. Okay, uh, question from the chat room. Uh, Chicky Singer wants to know what uh, the best beer that comes from James Storm's brewery would be. Um, I don't know. I think for Jam- I think for marketing, you're going to have to consult with James Storm. Um, yeah, so he's a, he's a yeah. Bud Light Coors Light guy, so I'm not sure if he can be light beers, but uh, yeah, I don't really yeah, know. Yeah, um, yeah, a lot of right. It's not it's not going to be heavy German beer, I don't think. So no, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I know I know people who are very much into that sort of thing, and then if James needs to talk to them, that I could probably set that up. Right. Uh, yeah, right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I missed it this year. You were also uh, at WrestleCade finishing off your uh, lengthy uh, feud with uh, Luke Hawks, who's been on the show before. Um, yes. Yeah. What? what yeah. What, what, what's? I mean. Yeah. What was? What was that like? And how did you like working with Luke? Me and Luke have been working with each other. I, I want to say since like April. So we started building this feud in April with AML, who is also you know AML is the shows that run monthly or bi-monthly, and then they do the WrestleCade. Um, right. you know, once a year. So, you know, we decided that <clears throat> we were going to run this feud and some, you know, kind of, we put together and, and really wanted to do a cage match blow off, um, going into wrestle cage, you know, I hate cage matches, but getting a chance to work with Luke, I can say nothing but good things about him as far as his, his work rate his, his uh, attitude and ring, um, wanting to do what's best for business, wanting to give the fans anything and everything that we could just to entertain them. Um, you know, we, I, I feel and he'll say the same thing, and I've got fans that say the same thing, that we went out there and we stole the show. Um, you know, some cage matches can be horrible and some can be good. I think we really, you know, based our cage match around just trying to tell a story. And uh, we ran out, went out there, and I think we stole the show. Um, and I would love to do it again with him any time of the day of the week. Okay. Uh, let's draw that out a little bit because, um, you know, different wrestlers like different things. Why do you not enjoy cage matches? Because they hurt. <laughs> you oh, know, well, there you go. Uh, yeah, cage matches. No, I, I enjoy cage matches if you're in there with somebody that's safe. Um, cage matches hurt. You never know. I mean, you could have a really good cage. Um, you could have a WWE-style cage, but you never know if there's a piece of metal sticking out somewhere, anywhere. We were trying to escape the cage at one time, and uh, <clears throat> he grabbed my trunks, and as I, you know, held the top of the cage and tried to keep him from pulling me off the top rope, my hand was jabbed by the top of the, you know, the steel. And, I mean, it's, you know, it went in, in my hand. So uh, you just never know. I mean, it's just one of those things, like, when you're in a regular match, you know, you pretty much know your surroundings. But in the cage, it's just, um, you never know. But I don't mind a cage match if it's built up like we did. You know, it has a meaning. But yeah. uh, not my favorite matches. I mean, like I said, me and James in the cage at, at uh, you know, a lockdown, that was a build up, and that, that was uh, – 
you know, one of my favorite matches. But, uh, man, you always know you're in a cage match for about a week after you do it because they just they leave you beat up. Okay. Uh, let's see what else we have. Uh, uh, another another question from the chat room. I think the I think they're being more serious this time. Uh, let's see. Chat room wants to know: Have you ever teamed with or wrestled against Chris Melendez, who would be the other veteran in TNA? I never wrestled against him all the time. I wrestled against Chris Melendez. Was uh, I, I think in a battle royal we did? We did team up one time, um, and I know he's doing some stuff with uh, Crimson. Crimson's got his own you know promotion. He's he's promoting and running in Tennessee. And, uh, you know, I would love to get up there and do some, uh, you know, some stuff with Chris Melendez. But, uh, yeah, we did team. I, I want to say one time in the tournament, maybe like a one-night-only deal, you know, might have not get seen. or it, It's probably on the Internet somewhere. Yeah, that's that's true. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, TNA on the Internet still. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's, that's a good point here. Let's see. Um, yeah, getting, getting, you know, getting on with that um, – you, I mean, you started wrestling in 2001. It says here, and you're you're very young when it, when it happened. Um, and this was, and that was, you know, about the, about. I mean, it was the end of the Monday Night War and about the you know, peak of the Attitude Era. Uh, what do you think the indie scene overall is like, you know, now compared to what it was 15 years ago? Uh, compared to you know what it like, what it's like you know now compared to what it was when I came in. There's a lot. <clears throat> it's, a, it's a lot more spot based uh, wrestling now. Um, you know, I came into wrestling even in 2000, which is, I mean, 16 years ago, yeah, but it's not like it was in 1980. But, uh, you know, wrestling wasn't as spot-based, if you ask me. It was still, you know, you know, just all about telling the story and stuff like that. But, I mean, wrestling, there's a lot more um, athleticism involved now. You know, you've got a different group of guys, whether it be bigger guys, smaller guys, or stuff like that. But it's just a totally different business. I can, you know, do a lot of shows, and it's just it's a very spot-based uh business now. Thankfully, like, I've been wrestling long enough to where I think, you know, fans know that I don't do that stuff unless I have to. Um, it is a different business, but then again, it, it goes back to storytelling. People still want to be invested in a story. They still want to be invested in characters. And um, the business evolves, and us as entertainers, us as performers, we have to evolve as well. That way, we, you know, we always um, we're remembered. That's true. All right, uh, let's see. We're going to take uh let's go back let's go back to the emails. We do have Oh, here we go. Actually, there's a uh Actually, there's another question from the chat room. Uh which uh which pro wrestler that you know do you think would be uh would have the qualities necessary to make a good marine? I'm guessing out of those who weren't already in the Marines. Hmm. Uh Sam Shaw. Sam Shaw is just a good like hard-working individual not only in the ring but in life in general. He's just like and that's what really to me, a Marine is. It's like when you go into boot camp, it's all about hard work. It's all about pushing yourself. And Sam, no matter what he does, whether it's part wrestling, uh, being a father, personal training, whatever he does, he's always pushing himself just to be better. Uh, so I can definitely see Sam as somebody who, who could have been an awesome Marine. Yeah, well, Sam was really your last, I mean, your your last lengthy feud in, in TNA. Uh, you briefly got the team together, and then he turned on you, I think, at, uh, let's see, yeah, I think it was like I think that happened a week after you guys started teaming together. It did. It did. Yeah. Well, you know, true story about Sam and I. So we were supposed to do a lot. You know, we were promised. Um, you know, when we were starting to build this little feud, that we were going to uh, go on into the UK to 
the 2015 UK tour and do a lot more than what we did. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. Like we did a, a match in 2014, um, the Aaron on hardcore match. And I thought it was just awesome. And we did good business. Um, but, uh, you know, he is a guy that I definitely enjoy working with. We got some indie shows lined up in February, uh, in Maryland and Virginia that we're, we're actually doing together and we're going to be working some stuff together. And he's just one of those guys that, you know, should have been used a lot more, um, has the world of potential and could do anything and everything in any company in the world it buys. Okay. I mean, I, I know that, you know, it's a bit of, uh, you know, a bit of looking back, but what, you know, what TNA sort of, uh, do you think the problems TNA has had over the past 18 months have stemmed from, you know, losing Spike TV and, and bringing in less money, or do you think there are deeper problems than that? I think that's some of the problems. I think there's a lot deeper problems. And I'm not going to, you know, by no means talk bad yeah, about him or anything. Yeah, but I, you know, there's so many things that, like, while I was there, it could have been done differently, you know, just business aspect. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot more lot more problems than just losing the Spike TV thing and stuff like that. Because Destination America was a good company, and I don't know if there was uh, something happened there with, you know, Dixie and the president of Destination America. Because you know, when we first started with them, they were they were high on us, and all of a sudden they weren't high on us. So I, uh, yeah, I think there's something a lot more there. Unfortunately, there's you know amazing talent that's in Impact Wrestling that's kind of uh, getting thrown around and not knowing what's going to happen. You know, months and months from now. If you're a wrestling fan, you're a fan of a good story. And if you're looking for a good story, look no further than Stories of Your and Yours. I'm Sean Ennis, and on every episode of Stories of Your and Yours, I narrate a classic or listener-submitted short story, adding music and sound effects to bring the story new flavor. I featured authors such as Edgar Allan Poe, Kurt Vonnegut, Ray Bradbury, Mark Twain, and many more. So don't wait any longer. Download Stories of Your, that's Y-O-R-E, and yours, that's Y-O-U-R-S, today. And if you want to hear clips and get more information, you can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at S-Y-Y Podcast. That's stories of your and yours, available wherever you get your podcasts. Gunner uh, spent better part of uh, better part of five years in, in TNA, Still kept uh, busy on the indie circuit, uh, won the TV title, won the tag team titles with James Storm, and uh, is, uh, yeah, uh, maybe maybe you should tell uh, everybody, since we do have some interesting people listening, how they can contact uh, you about uh, getting booked, about getting you booked on an upcoming show. Absolutely, man. Yeah, they can uh, obviously check out my email. It's shatter, S-H-A-T-T-E-R, 6682 at Gmail. Um, you know, Facebook, my, my real name, Chad Lail, L-A-I-L. They can jump on my Twitter handle, which is, you know, Chad Lail underscore Gunner. Or is that right? I'm, I'm, have to, I'm, I don't even know. It's Gunner underscore media. Chad Lail, I think. There you go. Thank you. Yes. So, um, yeah. yeah, Gunner underscore, underscore Chad Lail. Um, I try and reply to everybody that I can. Um, you know, the easiest thing is the email address for me because I get that straight to my phone. Yeah. It alerts me. So, yeah, please. I mean, uh, it, whether it be podcasts, wrestling shows, um, anything like that. All right. List your spouse as uh, Jamie Jameson, who is also a, a professional wrestler. Um, I've got you know, I mean that that's got to be tough because uh, the business is littered with uh, marriages between wrestlers that uh, that haven't always worked out, and yeah, and then wrestling is a tough business on marriage to begin with. How do you make that work? 
Yeah, it's funny to see that. We got to get some updated information on that. Uh, we are no longer married. We got a divorce like two years ago. So, oh, uh, okay. Well, <laughs> spouse, but, Jamie. Uh, I'm looking at Wikipedia. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, geez. yeah. No, no. That, there's a lot of things on there that got you know not uh, need to be updated. Need to do that. But uh, no, yeah. It, 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 that you're right about that. Uh, wrestling is a hard thing for for uh, you know a marriage, so especially you know when I was with Impact, I was on the road three or four days a week. It's just hard yeah. when I wasn't home and stuff like that. Okay, so ladies, he's single. Uh, you can reach him at uh, Gunner underscore Chad Lyle. <laughs> no, okay. Yeah, see, the problem is when I, you know, when when something like that happens uh, and I I go in and edit uh, something on Wikipedia, I get a nasty email. What are you doing editing stuff on Wikipedia? I'm. You're not an editor. Yeah. Yeah. That, well. that, that actually happened. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry, wow. I'm trying to I'm trying to correct something there. Okay, but, uh, it does list uh, generally it lists uh, there's a lengthy list of your impact career, including um, including your feud with uh, Garrett Bischoff. Now, you know, uh, Garrett did get a lot of heat, you know, which he which he didn't deserve because it probably wasn't his idea for the fact that he's Eric Bischoff's son and here he is, you know, and here he is trying to become a wrestler, which is fine, but he's also getting booked in some of the, uh, in some of the uh, big stories of the, of the company. Uh, right. You dealt with Gunner. How did he, uh, how did he bear up? Um, you know what? We never had a problem. And honestly, me and Garrett are, are really good friends outside of the wrestling business. He's still a guy I keep in touch with today. Um, he always had a good head on his shoulders. I mean, even though, you know, he's Eric Bischoff's son, the guy could easily have been, uh, you know, very egotistical, but he wasn't. He was all about trying to do whatever was best for the match. Um, I think he understood that he was very lucky to be in certain spots that he was in. Um, and anytime we worked, we always had a good time. We did a lot of house show loops together. Um, and like I said, our matches, I mean, we did a feud for, I guess, almost a year. But he was always, you know, always knew that he was like the younger guy in the ring or in the business and he was very respectful of um, critiques or anything. Okay. Um, so, so were there people that you dealt with in TNA who perhaps weren't as professional? Honestly, no. Uh, TNA was a. I'm not sure if it still is because there's so many new teams there. But um, right. you know, when I was there, it was a close knit group of guys, and then we were all like a family. I mean, everybody. You know, you might have not liked someone or, or this or that, but you always went out there and you always did business. You always, you know, do what you was asked to do. Um, whether our house show numbers were down or whether our TVs were down or whatever. The guys, always, 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 we always went out there and give 110% to give the best product. And that's something I can always say is um, nobody ever went out there and, and gave half, like regardless of the, the draw or anything like that. They always knew that we had a TV product we had to keep up on, and um, everybody was always professional. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do you get to follow what's going on, well, elsewhere in professional wrestling? I mean, uh, that's it's hard to find TNA on television sometimes, but uh, you keep tabs yeah. on what's going on in WWE. Yeah, uh, I do. I know. watch NXT a lot. I enjoy NXT. I got yeah. some buddies down there. They're tag team champions right now, Dash and Dawson, and uh, I really love what they're doing. Um, you know, it's kind of they're kind of like the brain busters. But I keep up with NXT a lot more just because it is um, they're giving a lot of new guys opportunities, and you get to see the guys go down there and work like they were, cut promos like they cut promos, and kind of learn from their mistakes. Yeah, it's, it's like watching a wrestling show. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, and it doesn't last three hours and ten minutes. 
<laughs> yes, you, you know, I've found that even me, like, a, a, you know, the reason I love the new Star Wars, other than it just being awesome, is it wasn't like when you had the prequels or anything like that. To, it's kind of like going to watch Lord of the Rings three hours long. After about two hours, I lose interest. So J.J. Uh, Abrams yeah. had me because he did an ama- amazing job within two hours and five minutes. That's a, that's a good point there. So, All right. Uh, what has been way. your... Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, well... I mean that's that's all about the money, obviously. I mean I think people in WWE right. have acknowledged that. Um, what was your uh, what was your toughest injury to bounce back from? Oh man, you know uh, last January the UK tour, I woke up in Scotland um, in excruciating pain. I couldn't lift my right arm, and what had happened was I had a uh, I guess maybe a pinched nerve in my neck that went down into my right oh. shoulder. Um, so there was about a golf ball size knot sticking out of my arm um, that really shut my whole right side down. Uh, I started getting atrophy within two or three months. I lost probably 90% of my strength. I went from pressing, say, 95-pound dumbbells over my head to couldn't even press 20-pound dumbbells over my head. So, And I'm just now, after a year, really getting my strength and the full effect of my right tricep back because it just completely, um, like my whole right arm was just, just flat. Um, very scary situation. I thought I had a, a serious neck injury, but what it was was just my uh, my muscles in my shoulders and my neck were just so bound up that it was shutting my whole right side down. So between massage therapy and chiropractic stuff like that, I think we had no surgery. I don't do painkillers, so that wasn't an, an option. And um, so that's this has been my roughest. It, it put me in a lot of pain. Um, I really had to check my ego at the door and really messed with my in-ring work as well. Hmm. Okay. Well, but I'm, I'm glad that you're doing better and obviously you're out on the road. Um, yes. Okay. Um, Thank you. All right. So what, what, uh, what do you have coming up? What is, uh, what, how can people watch the uh, Gunner World Tour here in January 2016? <laughs> you know, January is a pretty slow month for me. I was supposed to do a show in Virginia on the 23rd and kind of got, uh, canceled due to, you know, Virginia licensing commission there. Um, I think they're Nazis there, man. But anyway, um, you know, I'm relaxing for the next few weeks, just kind of uh, recuperating. But February is a busy month for me. I have uh, some shows in Georgia. I, I got a uh, I got a U.K. kind of week-long, as of now, a week-long tour coming up at the end of February, beginning of March. Um, I'm doing some shows like Sam, Sam Shaw, February 19th in Maryland, February 20th in Richmond, Virginia, and then February 21st will be at WrestleForce in Casey, South Carolina. So um, if they want to follow me on Twitter, you know, guys, feel free to. I'm always trying to put my schedule up and on there. Uh, I've been to Casey, South Carolina. So Yeah, these really good shows. Last WrestleForce I did, we did uh, me and, uh, me and uh, John Scott all down there. We did a huge battle royal and stuff oh, yeah. like that. Just a really, really good crowd. So Okay. No, that, that sounds good. Um, let's... Well, let's go back uh, here and uh, let's talk about. Let's see. Yeah, um, I'm trying to. I'm, I'm, I'm looking over your career. Uh, what? See, I'm trying to remember what what did end up happening to uh, to to Murphy. I mean, Murphy he, actually, he, you know what? Yeah, Michael yeah. Judas lives. Um, you know, this guy. We came in together. We worked anarchy together. Wrestles with Michael right. Judas. Uh, his real name is Michael Cole, but he. Uh, it was something. I'm not sure exactly why. Wait, wait, hold uh, t- time out. Did you say his real name is Michael Cole? <laughs> yeah, I did, man. He always gets the uh, Michael Cole from WWE, and he goes, "No, it's not me, guys. Look at me." No. So, yeah. Really do I, do I look Cole, like but... the Michael Cole from WWE? No, I don't. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, funny story. I guess I can tell this. It's been years ago, but he, uh, you know, we used to do extra spots at WWE in 2007, 2008, and uh, he actually got a legit paycheck in the mail um, for, I guess, a loop of TVs that he wasn't even on. It was in like another like California or something, and it was the other Michael Cole, but they sent it to him, and he was like, well, I guess I just got a free paycheck from WWE. So, anyway. <laughs> something, yeah, something probably happened there. But, uh, anyway, okay. But, you, you know, Judas yeah, uh, yeah. Murphy didn't he didn't work out, I guess, man. I'm not sure as far as backstage stuff like that, but he, uh, you know, he's still doing indies here and there, but he runs his own, his own gym. He's a very successful, like, personal trainer, um, and you know, dietitian and stuff like that. So the guy's—he's a very smart man. Now through Patreon, you can get the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling post shows, Wade Keller Pro Wrestling podcasts, and the PW Torch daily casts with the ads and plugs removed, and VIP after shows by supporting us on Patreon with a Tier 1 membership for just $4.99 per month. You can also upgrade to get additional bonus content, including all the VIP podcasts and the PW Torch newsletters through Patreon. Check out details at patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. That's patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. Okay. Well, you were there when uh, during the the tumultuous period in TNA, where uh, uh, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Mick Foley, they, I mean, you know, a lot of big name talent was was coming through, and uh, didn't always seem like you know, they didn't always seem like they had a handle on on everybody and what they were doing. Uh, do, you have, do you have any good stories of uh, interacting with uh, Hulk Hogan? You mentioned you mentioned Flair, and I know a lot of people like him. But yeah, you know uh, Hulk Hogan. He was. I don't really have any great funny stories or anything like that. Uh, he, he's one of those guys that always believed in me, and I really I'm glad I got the chance to work with him there because I got to pick his brain and kind of you know learn. Like Hogan's smart. I mean, he's a, he's a sports entertainer. You look at what he's done with his career, and uh, you know just listening to him about characters and about working the camera and working the crowd and stuff like that. He, uh, you know, he just, uh, he was a good hand to have around for me to be able to pick his brain. Uh, I don't have any funny, funny stories. Never got a chance to really hang out with him or anything like that. Other backstage and just whatever we did on TV. But, no, but nothing bad. Yeah. No, absolutely. You know, you know, I've heard some bad things for certain people, but man, between him, Flair and even Bischoff, I, I've never had a bad encounter other than like, you know, um, if something happened out on live TV and it just wasn't good, I mean, they would, they would, they would come and tell you. And I mean, that's just, uh, you know, that's fine by me. I learned from my mistakes, but uh, I have no bad words for any of those guys. I still keep in touch with uh, Eric Bischoff and Flair from time to time. Okay. Let's, all right, let's uh, go and uh, check the email here. Uh, we've got, uh, oh, who's this guy? I, I don't know. Let's find out. It is uh, Keith from Denver who uh, asks, uh, let's see. Who's you know mentions Nakamura and says uh, Sting is the uh, first member of the Hall of Fame class. Is Sting going to be the headliner of this year's show? And does that mean the Undertaker will be on a future Hall of Fame class? Yeah, yes, I'm pretty sure that Sting and Undertaker will not be going in during the same year. Um, that's that's not how it works. Well, um, you know, you mentioned that one of I mean one of your one of the big moments for you in TNA was uh, when you got to when you got to beat Sting. Uh, you know, uh, tell, tell us about him. Uh, what, what, what do you? Th- I mean, Sting wrestled a grand total of two matches in WWE, but there have been guys who've been in the Hall of Fame before who didn't have a lot of WWE experience. 
Um, what, what do you think about him as a? What do you think about what he's contributed to the business, and what was it like uh, working with him? Well, I mean, as far as him getting inducted, I think it's awesome. Um, you know, WWE's Hall of Fame now is just you know Vince owns everything pretty much, so it's it's a it's a variety of NWA guys, um, WWF, WWE, everything. So um, I'm glad to see Sting finally get his rightful place in the Hall of Fame, just because of what he has contributed to the business. I um, you know I grew up me and my dad watching Sting all the time in WCW and, and the stuff he did, you know, um, and Attitude Era and everything. And he was one of my favorites growing up. So when I got a chance to work with him in 2012, I believe it was, I remember standing in the ring and his music hits and he's walking down and I'm like, you know, I'm fixing to, I'm getting ready to wrestle one of my childhood heroes here. And uh, he was always very, very awesome. I mean, he could have been one of those guys that said, no, I'm not going to put this young guy over or anything like that. But I remember getting to TV that day and Terry Taylor coming up to me and going, Hey, uh, you're going to beat Sting today. And I was like, what? Um, but Sting come up to me and was just uh, ready to talk about what to do and, and, and what was the best way of, you know, just handling business. So um, I am very, very happy to see him uh, get a chance to wrestle in WWE, uh, the WrestleMania and all that stuff. He's, he's well-deserving. He's just a good person in general. Um, always, he was always about the young guys, just helping out the business. And uh, just loved what he did. So, uh, how did Sting respond when you went up to him and said, "Yeah, I, I used to watch you as a kid." You know? <laughs> he just started laughing, and uh, he got a chance to, you know, um, sit and talk to him for a little bit about that. And it was just, you know, he was very humbled. I mean, it was cool to him, uh, you know, and, and uh, just getting to share with him about, you know, me and my dad used to watch you all the time and this and that. And he was just like, "Wow!" He signed an eight by ten for my dad, so it was a cool Christmas present for my dad. That is that is pretty nice, and I've I've heard most. I have, I can't remember the last time I've heard anything bad about Sting from a personal standpoint. So, yeah. no, not for me. Okay, so in addition to staying out on the road, uh, is there, are there any other projects you're working on? Just uh, you know, I do a lot of auditions for acting, uh, and you know, I did my first film last year. Um, Navy Seals versus Zombies that released back in October. So I uh, I had another movie. I got another movie coming out called Carter in June. It comes out, I want to say, in February. Uh, it's a Netflix release. But, um, you know, I do a lot of auditions. I, I try and stay busy between doing that and, uh, you know, wrestling. It just kind of keep, it, it consumes my time. I play a lot of video games now, um, which has not ever been anything I've enjoyed, but recently I have. So I got a little bit of uh, downtime during the week. So, um, yeah, just uh, trying to land the next movie role. Acting is something that I would love to to do full-time and kind of transition maybe out of wrestling within the next, you know, couple of years, just because my body is going to hold up. I don't think as long as I would like for it to. Well, I mean, that, that's, that's something you hear about, you know, the big problem facing pro wrestling is you know, guys addicted to uh, video games. Uh, what, what, uh, what, what games do you enjoy? Are you enjoying right now? Yeah. The, uh, you know, I just bought a, well, yeah, we just got a PS4 here and, uh, I've been playing right. Fallout 4, which is a really cool game about the, uh, you know, the end of the world and stuff like that. Uh, I get into games like that. I play the Madden football game. I play the Star Wars game. And uh, I enjoy those Lego games, to be honest with you. They're really cool um, children games, maybe, but I'm not very good at video games. So I try and stick to stuff that's relatively easy. Okay. Yeah, that's probably uh, that's probably a good idea. All right. Yeah. So let's... Uh, <laughs> Trying to think of what else we have we haven't covered. Um, let's see. You got uh, yeah. You actually got uh, 
we got prime time on Spike TV. I think this was uh, 2013. That sounds right. It was uh, you and uh, you and James Storm against the Bromans. Uh, uh, part of the uh, part of the uh, build up to uh, Bound for Glory. Right. Yeah. We had a lot of uh, matches with those guys. We did some stuff. Yeah, man, with those guys at the Bound for Glory, and then um, you know, just those guys were really always fun to work with. Robbie E is just hilarious in the ring. So we did a lot of house show matches with them as well. And you got, uh, you got, uh, yep. Um, unfortunately, those guys have uh, been broken up too. But um, yeah. yeah, I know. Uh, anyway, oh, <laughs> got, I'm going to do some plugs. Uh, by the way, uh, coming up uh, later tonight, uh, 6:30 Eastern, the East Coast Cast, Travis Bryant, Barry Purnell, on most of these Blog Talk radio stations. You can go to listen live at eastcoastcast.com. Unlike this program, parental discretion is advised. Uh, next week on this very same show, we'll be uh, having another first-time guest, uh, Eugene Dinsmore. Eugene will be uh, here for the first time and uh, got a uh, got a long and storied career to talk about. Um, let's see. Now, this is Wikipedia, Gunner, so uh, I take this with a grain of salt. Uh, you were trained by it says you were trained by Abel Adams in 2001. Um, is this? Uh, I mean, not not really a household name. What was? What did you have to go through getting into the business? No, yeah, Abel Adams, uh, you know, his real name's Tommy Birch, and, and uh, when I graduated high school, started working a job, met his wife, she introduced me to him, so on and so forth, and he started training me there locally in, in my hometown of uh, Hickory, North Carolina, which is roughly an hour or so out of Charlotte. Um, it, it was rough, man. He, uh, you know, he wanted to teach me etiquette about the business and wanted to teach me respect, and that, that went from putting the ring up, taking the ring down, being at the buildings early, doing that. Um, putting the ring up, getting in the ring, training before shows, um, you know, just traveling with him, learning the ins and outs. And he really is like, you know, he's one of my best friends now, a father figure as well, but he really taught me respect. I mean, it wasn't easy. You know, a lot of guys, unfortunately, are getting in wrestling now by just um, putting on some gear or putting on some blue jean shorts and jumping into an independent promotion. It's just not how it should be, man. Um, You know, he taught me respect. And I grew up watching wrestling anyway so it's something i always respected what the guys did and just knowing like the history and the heritage of what i was getting into and respecting you know what others you know they had paved the way for me need an extra dose of positivity in your wrestling podcasts well come join me alan forel over in the progress paradise at peter torch vip as we bask on the bright side of wrestling and focus on some of the great matches and shows from around the world be it the us japan europe or mexico there's always a place for wrestling's past in the paradise too and we've done fun historical shows such as the we love liger series celebrating the glorious career of jushin thunder liger and our I Was There When shows, where a guest will join me to talk about a classic bout that they were in attendance for. We love variety, and you can expect lots of it at the ProRest Paradise. Detailed PWF Torch VIP subscription information and a list of all the VIP benefits is available at pwtorchvipinfo.com. And yes, all VIP podcasts are compatible with popular podcast apps on iPhone and Android devices. Or you can stream them directly from our ad-free VIP mobile site. See you in the paradise. Now, uh, before that, uh, you were in the Iraq War as a Marine, as a as a machine gunner. Um, 
You know, had, uh, I, I can't imagine what that was like, but uh, can you tell us sort of how that uh, how that shaped you and what you ended up, you know, the person you ended up becoming? Definitely, yeah. I, I joined the Marine Corps in 2002. I did four years, and uh, just really, I think the Marine Corps, and I always tell people it's the best decision I ever made in my life because it got me out of um, my hometown and let me realize that there was more to the world than just, you know, my little small town. And, um, you know, it really taught me a lot of drive and determination from boot camp, you know, to going overseas to Iraq and just, you know, mentally, physically and all that stuff. It really taught me that, you know, anything that you want, you just got to work hard and, you know, know that there's going to be obstacles and know that there's going to be some, you know, things or people that try and hold you back. But uh, the Marine Corps just instilled in me just kind of a go-get-it attitude. And I never change anything. Uh, four years was enough for me. I definitely uh, respect the ones who do 20 and more. But, um, yeah. you know, just coming out of the Marine Corps, really, especially going into wrestling, because wrestling is a, it's a hard industry to jump into, and, and you know, because some guys work for forever and never get a job. So, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, a lot of times where I had to tell myself, you just got to keep going, you just got to keep going, you got to train harder, um, you got to try and be the best if that's what you really want. So the Marine Corps instilled that in me, for sure. Okay. Um, there's also, uh, you know, something we didn't talk about, another gentleman, uh, that you're familiar with who's, uh, who's, uh, got a lot going on right now. Um, AJ Styles and his friends from the Bullet Club are reportedly on their way to, uh, WWE, um, likely to be a bit of a culture shock. Uh, you know, AJ was, was Mr. TNA there for a while. So, uh, you obviously got to, you obviously got to work with him. Uh, tell, you know, tell us, uh, what he's like. He was, man. I'm glad. I would love to see um, him, especially, and all those guys just get a chance to <clears throat> go to WWE and show what they can do. But AJ was, uh, you know, a guy that's from Georgia, a guy that started Independence and really worked and built his name and really built TNA. I mean, not just by himself. I mean, there was other guys, but he was really the one that, you know, people know who AJ Styles is. And um, just a workhorse and getting a chance to work with him in the ring, travel with him. Um, you know, I can't say anything bad about him. Like I know his family personally got a chance to hang out with his kids and his wife. And, um, you know, just one of those guys, I really wish I could have worked him more and had a feud with him. Um, that didn't happen, unfortunately, but one of those guys I, I really would love to work down the road, whether it be new Japan or whether it be WWE or somewhere. Okay. Um, I know somebody is bound to ask us of you, so I will do it first. Uh, do you keep in touch with Jeff Jarrett, who now has his own promotion in uh, Global Force? I do, I do. We, uh, you know, we talk every once in a while. Uh, we haven't really talked any business as far as Global Force or anything like that. Um, I'm not sure, you know, what's going on, um, you know, with that. Uh, but you know, as far as keeping in touch with Jeff, yes, I do. And, and hopefully, I'd love to get a chance to work with some Global Force shows and do some stuff for Jeff. He's, he's a smart businessman. I hated when he left TNA because he was one of those guys that was grounded and knew the vision yeah. that he had for the company, but there was just too many too many powers around him. It seemed like they was not letting him do what he knew was right. Uh-huh. And uh, since you mentioned NXT, uh, one of the top guys in NXT right now, somebody that you are familiar with and you know, most people are familiar with is Samoa Joe. Have uh, you been surprised by you know how well he's been integrated into the uh into NXT and likely will end up on the main roster. Yeah, I definitely think he will. And, and I'm not surprised by no means because I think anywhere Joe goes, Joe stands out. He's just that kind of guy, uh, that kind of athlete, 
that kind of worker, and uh, he's another one that's just really out there to help the young guys. So uh, with NXT picking him up, it was uh, definitely a plus for them. They're they're they gained a really good professional person that can teach guys a lot. Okay, um, let's see. All right, who is left out there that you would still like to uh, like to work with here in the next couple of years? Um, I definitely, I would think, uh, oh man, there's a lot of guys. Is this a is this a all in all professional wrestling question? Why not? Yeah, um, I would say Finn Balor. I, I like uh, I like to watch Finn Balor, man. He, he's uh, he's awesome. He's awesome in the ring. He's good at what he does. Um, and he can definitely go. As far as like some, there's a lot, a couple of Ring of Honor talents I'd like to work. Uh, you know, I, I got a chance to go to a Ring of Honor show this past weekend and hang out with Bill Kazarian and Daniels and those guys. And uh, I see guys like Elgin and, and Jay Lethal that I'd really like to, uh, you know, have an interaction with. These guys are really good at what they do, too. So um, those names, I mean, I can name names all day long. If you look at a TV guys like Randy Orton, um, guys like that, I would love to be able to learn from. Um, might as well. Yeah. What do you think uh, accounts for the? You know, I mean, I don't know that there are more injuries than than normal, but they seem to be hitting a bunch of the top guys. Uh, what, what do you think accounts for that? Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like the guys are taking care of their body a lot more now <laughs> than they were back yeah. in uh, back in the eighties uh, and nineties when like I mean not every I'm not saying every wrestler was you know drugs but drugs were huge back then. It's kind of like being a rock star, but you know they're really they're really watching now on what they can take and stuff. But I, I you know maybe I think it's the schedule also. Um, you know some of these guys, I mean especially the NXT. Um, guys, they're down there doing shows on the weekends or doing TV on a Wednesday or Thursday, and they're also training and traveling every day of the week. So I would say, um, you know, just the physicality, maybe that's it too, is the wrestling, we talked about it evolving. Back in the 80s and 90s, there wasn't a lot of um, quote-unquote high spots where guys were diving out of the ring yeah. and guys were doing super huge moves and flips and stuff like that. It was a lot more just kind of, you know, wrestling. Um and it's a different industry now, so I think injuries are a lot more prone just because of the, this wrestling is such a high impact sport now. That is one thing that you mentioned, uh, you know, with uh, the, the increase in the number of spots. Um, I watched, you know, several months ago. I watched uh, Seth Rollins do a pay per view match where he did the uh, three dives through the, you know, three suicide dives in a row spot, and that, you know, that that was just sort of a transition spot in the match. Um, you right. Know, that's, right. I mean, you're getting back. You're getting back towards the idea of less is more. Exactly. Yes, and I, and that's how, you know, man. I like to, you know, if I could do a dive or a moonsault, I probably would, but I can't. I'm thankful because of my, you know, it shortens a guy's careers. I mean, it's very, uh, it's very athletic. I mean, it's, it's, it's cool to watch some of this stuff, but sometimes, you know, me, I'm still an old school wrestling fan. Sometimes, you know, I tell people I wish I was 10 or 15 years older because I could have maybe wrestled in the 80s and 90s when it was just, you know, all yeah. about the good guy, the bad guy. And now, you know, now, now the bad guys, um, you know, some of them are doing cool moves that they outshine the good guy. It's just not the way it's supposed to be, but I mean, different business, but uh, fans still really do enjoy storytelling. So you're, you're 33, you're 33 years old now and you're the, uh, you're the Wiley veteran with 15 <laughs> years in the business. Yeah. You know, but I, the thing is I, I love to still learn. And then, uh, you know, I got guys that I travel with, like Scott, John Schuyler and some independent guys that we teach each other. And they, they've been in the business less time than me, but um, I love to just listen 
and uh, learn what I can and just, you know, try and evolve as a person, as a performer. Like, I'm never going to be that guy who does flips or does a lot of spots or stuff like that. It's just not me. But, uh, you know, I can work with those guys. And just to kind of sit and watch and learn, you know, things uh, is what what it's all about to me. Okay. Well, Gunnar, uh, coming up on the top of the hour, I'd like to thank you for being on the show with us this week. Um, And uh, certainly wish you the best of luck going forward in 2016, staying safe and and keeping healthy. Uh, Would you you go ahead and tell our fans again how they can keep track of you via social media? Yes, you should can, man. Thank you for having me on, first of all. But uh, once again, my email, personal email, is uh, shatter, S-H-A-T-T-E-R, 6682 at Gmail. Um, I have a Facebook page. It is uh, Chad Lail, my real name, L-A-I-L, and then uh, Gunner underscore Chad Lail. And then what we said my Twitter handle was. Um, so that, yeah. is, that is accurate, yeah. Okay. And as far, also I have Instagram. You, know, you can't really message on Instagram, but it's the same as my Twitter handle. So Gunner underscore Chad Lail. And uh, please hit me up, fans, like my stuff, whatnot. Get in touch with me about interviews, and uh, I look forward to talking to you guys. Okay, well, Gunner, thank you very much for being on the program. Tomorrow, uh, Wade Keller doing an interview Thursday, and uh, we'll pick things back up uh, next Wednesday. Same Pat time, same Pat channel. Until then, uh, thanks to Gunner, and thanks to all of you for listening. Good night, everybody. Aloha, Torch Faithful. This is Kelly Wells, host of PWT Talks NXT. Every Thursday, you can hear me and my gang of idiots, Tom Stout, who shares thoughts from the live tapings, and Torch recapper Nate Lindbergh, as well as a rotating cast of guests, cover the matches and events in NXT Live on USA Network. Search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or your podcast app to subscribe, or listen on demand and see the entire PW Torch Daily Cast schedule at PWTorchDailyCast.com. Cheers! Back inside to be here on a Wednesday evening. Torch columnist Pat McNeil joined as always by Torch Assistant Editor James Caldwell. This is your VIP after show for Wednesday, January thirteenth. James, how the heck are you? Hey, I'm great, Pat. It's uh I haven't won the Powerball yet, but um, no. it's still a good day. Well ne- well neither have I, if that if that helps. <laughs> I guess you have to actually comeback. buy a ticket to win it though. I haven't taken that. Yeah, step. well that's that's one of the drawbacks, I'm guessing. Uh just yeah. It's uh Good to be back, and it's good to have you with us, James. Um, let's um, let's go over the stories that we're currently following on PWTorch.com. Wow, let's see here. Um, all right, I guess the lead right now is the uh, Hulk Hogan lawsuit. Yeah, uh, Gawker tried to get the uh, the hundred million dollar suit dismissed today in court, uh, alleging, uh, among other things, that Hogan is fraudulent uh, and well, has a history of being fraudulent. And uh, the defense was that just because there's suspicion of fraud does not mean that the case should be dismissed. And the judge decided to dismiss Gawker's move to be dismissed. Yeah. Um, and so the trial will be on for March. So, yeah, yeah Gawker tried to, you know, get the suit um, over with. Yeah. And, and uh, the judge said, no, we're going to continue on with the, with the court case. So it shall continue, Pat. Okay. Uh, that's that is a big story. Um, let's see. I'm trying to look at the other big stories that we have going around. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll get to actually. 
That one I'll get to uh, later, but uh, looks like um, looks like we got uh, the NXT guys, the Indian wrestlers from NXT going to India, mm-hmm. and they're going Good. to be wrestling Jason Jordan and Chad Gable. Yeah, uh, the full lineups were out from uh, I think yeah. it was the Times of India, and they they published the full lineups. So, yeah, Jordan and Gable get the international tour, so yeah, they have a big month. Uh, Pat, they're doing India this weekend, then they'll be at Evolve next weekend. So that's so what that means, fans. If you're planning to go to the NXT shows this weekend, Jordan and Gable will not be there. Uh, on yeah, either set on either set of NXT shows. That's exactly right. Okay. Well, I know that. Well, that's unfortunate, but uh, what can you do? Um, let's see. Oh yeah, big uh, big interview by Michael Cole up on WWE.com. He's sitting down with the Social Outcasts. Yeah, um, the group's lame, and this made them well, feel yeah. lamer. I guess is that the heat? Is that the heat that they're they're lame and they think they're not lame? Is that what we're going for here? Yeah, well, it works. It, it works so well at getting three MB over. Yeah, they obviously had to repeat that. Yeah, yeah. So it feels like that with one extra person definitely does. Um, I I I don't I don't get it. Um, I don't think it's funny. I think it's four lame guys doing lame stuff. So well, jeez. If you want to be technical know. about it, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, all right. Uh, it, I mean, Pat, like the the, TV, the WWE program, they need a cool factor right now, and and they don't have it, and stuff like this reinforces. These guys are not the cool factor. Really. Is that what you're telling me? Not in the slightest, Pat. No. No. Okay. Well, yeah, Brock. We, we need a bullet club invasion. That's what we need. All right. Well, that that could will we could get that. You never know. Uh, other big news uh, looks like uh, you know, week two of the impact on Pop TV. The uh, the audience went up. It went yeah. up by about twenty thousand. So let me just do the math real quick. Um, eh, it's about uh, I want to say that's that's up six percent more or less. Yeah, uh, it's just um, the issue is that the Pop president came out before the started and say, hey, we think we can get to 1.3 million viewers again, like on Spike. And Well. I mean, Pat, they've got a million more to go, and I don't know where they're going to find these people to watch the show. Okay, well, so, you know, they keep increasing by 20,000 a week. Uh, they've got <laughs> 50. All they have to do is keep the show on the air for another year. Right? So, okay. And then, uh, and then we'll be there. So, that's assuming the same rate of expansion over each week, but I, I get what you're saying there, Pat, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, they're at 365, which is down from the uh, 530, as you pointed out, the 531 they were at at this point in uh, on Destination America. Yeah, and so not that here's the issue. issue. Yeah. They're a year. They're they're now a year removed from Spike when they're doing. They were doing a million. Uh, they were ex- average exactly a million, like a million and one thousand. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the uh, Spike run in 2014, and they lost half those people in Destination America. And then they were doing 300,000 at the end of the Destination America run uh, when they moved to Wednesday nights. So, I mean, the audience has to find them again, or TNA's going to find them. And, or, because, I mean, they struggle to find new fans. You know, it's it's been their their long-standing battle is to find and retain new fans. So, well, they've got to go to find the old fans who used to watch the show and bring them back in the fold, and that's going to be a problem. Well, I I don't think it's a problem because when those fans you know go to the go looking for the TV guide listing um, where the TV guide channel used to be, suddenly there they are. There's there's TV. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, if they went looking for the TV guide, they would find Impact. So I don't see a problem. Maybe there's something to that. Okay. No, that's that's good. Um, what else is going on? Uh, lots of updates from Ring of Honor. So I, so that's stuff I won't be talking about during the five things James might not know. But the uh, let's see. Um, yeah, good. Uh, let's see what's going on over here. Oh yeah. Uh, big news on the 23rd in scenic Duluth, Georgia. It will be uh, Jay Lethal versus Matt Jackson of the Young Bucks for the ROH title. Yeah, that feels like a makeup for AJ Styles not being there. You know, let's put an ROH yeah. title match on that show with, with AJ no longer taking the Ring of Honor dates um, with him going to WWE. So, uh, yeah, that's a that's a pretty significant. I mean, that's got to be a, a the matchup. I'm not sure if it's first time ever, but definitely first time that Matt challenged the ROH title. That's, that's pretty. pretty I think it's fairly huge. And uh, yeah. if you're in Asheville, North Carolina on the 22nd, uh, it's the Young Bucks, Anderson and Gallows against Lethal Strong and the War Machine. So that's, yeah. That's also that's a big title, title match, yeah. Now the, yeah they, I mean, they have an eight-man on the night before. They also have the tag title match on the 23rd in Duluth. So that's, oh, that's um, right, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So there you go. That's um, that's uh, pretty substantial stuff there. All right. Yeah, I, I don't think they'll switch the belt to, to Matt Jackson, but, hey, it's, it's a title match. You never know. It's a pretty big one, yeah. Yeah, they'll they'll have some fun with that. All right, um, what else is there? We'll get to that. Let's see. Okay, yeah, Matt Taven's out. We know that. Um, Page is out with a concussion. Obviously, Chris Jericho has been added to Raw, which I think we can I think we can expect that to happen uh, you know, going forward for another for the next several weeks. So, yeah, yeah and, and that, I mean, I think they'll try to set up something for Jericho after the Rumble. You know, coming out of the Rumble, but. Um, there's got to be more to this run than just doing, uh, again, word of the day lame material with New Day. I, I don't, I don't find this in, run interesting so far for Jericho. But you know, I saw him in the house show on Friday, and he did a fun deal with Del Rio. I, I'd like to see him and Del Rio yeah. mix it up uh, coming out of the Rumble. Well, maybe, maybe they're saving it for WrestleMania. Who knows? I'd All be right. okay with that. I, I liked what I saw on Friday. Wrestling fans, are you that person that works in a pro wrestling reference to every aspect of your life? Well, we're those kind of people too, but we do so with mixed martial arts. I'm Robert Vallejos, host of MMA Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans, every Monday on PW Torch's Daily Cast lineup. Not only do we cover every UFC and Bellator event, we provide context that only a wrestling fan would really understand. I mean, we're the type of people that if you ask us about how much of a mess the middleweight title situation is, we're likely to reference WCW in the early 90s. Think of us as a podcast for casual MMA fans done by hardcore wrestling nerds. And you can find us by searching PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or any popular podcast app. And we're always available on demand at PWTorchDailyCast.com where you can check out the entire lineup of the PW Torch Daily Casts. Uh, let's continue here. Uh, James, are we ready for the five things you might not know? Let's go, Pat. I'm ready to see if I can be stumped. 
All right. Well, I don't know that that's possible, but uh, we'll give it a try. All right. Uh, story number five, James. WWE is bringing the excitement of the B-Show to White Plains, New York, on Saturday, March 19th. Tickets on sale this Saturday. It's a huge B-Show, as advertised are Kane, Bray Wyatt, The Big Show, and Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> uh, our good friend Mike out of the New York market, who sends us uh, MSG reports, emailed uh, the lineup on like Monday night. I think they advertised it uh, maybe during Raw or something like that uh-huh. on the local market. And I looked at oh. it twice and said, wait, there's got to be more to this than this, right? And he said, no, this is well, it. I, I think they're probably going to have, I mean, I think from looking at it, they're probably going to have Kalisto against Alberto Del Rio. I, well, or I think Del Rio is supposed to be on there too, but that's, yeah. I, I've They've got to add some people. Now I've got to go back. See, now I've got to go back and look and see if they're charging full price for these. A <laughs> hundred dollar ringside, yes, or twenty dollars yeah, nosebleed. The hundred hundred and five dollars ringside. So you can watch Kane against Bray Wyatt. <laughs> uh, yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, yeah, that, that'll go. That'll go well. That'll go hmm. swimmingly. So when, so in five weeks, when we uh, when we mention the news item about the uh, show in White Plains being canceled, uh, you'll know what caused it. <laughs> Rescheduled for uh, after WrestleMania. Yeah, rescheduled yeah. due to uh, logistics problems uh, with the building. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's there is too much snow. Yeah, yeah. okay. Kane, Del Rio. Uh, let's see. Bray Wyatt. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Kalisto, Alberto Del Rio also advertised. Well, maybe by then, uh, maybe by then, uh, Big Show will be relevant again. Maybe. Yeah, so we, we can get that Kalisto versus Big Show match out of the way. Uh, Pat, let me uh, let me drop a breaking news item on you. Uh-oh, uh, go, go. Uh, Jamie Pennick over at MMATorch.com just sent this over. Headline, uh, CM Punk's UFC debut opponent will be determined at UFC 196. Um, Dana White said that you know, Nikki Gal, the guy who's been talking smack about Punk lately, uh, Gal's going to face somebody named Michael Jackson. Okay. Uh, and if Gal beats Michael Jackson, then which, uh, <laughs> uh, then I guess he will face CM Punk later on this year. So, however, yeah. if Jackson wins, he will not be the opponent for Punk. So this is basically if Gal beats Jackson, then Gal faces Punk. All right, this is the eliminator to the right to face CM Punk for. Yeah, yeah this sounds like something WWE came up with, you know. Well, you know. Yeah. Okay. Well, there, there you have it. Um, all right. Uh, let's see. Uh, story number four. Uh, you might have heard this earlier today. Um, our good friend uh, Keith Scotterland, a.k.a. Scott Keith, uh, put up on his website that he had heard from somebody in WWE Human Resources that Daniel Bryan was getting released on Monday. WWE came out and officially denied that Daniel Bryan will be released on Monday. Which probably means he'll be released on Tuesday, but that's that's entirely different. <laughs> After I, a retirement angle on Raw on Monday, yeah, yeah, I don't, um, I don't. Well, well, I mean, all I know is he now they're definitely not going to release him on Monday. So <laughs> I think we can. Uh, yeah. You know, Pat, this is the most bizarre story, and, and I kind of. I'm kind of sitting back and waiting to see how this one plays out. You know, so yeah. some stories I just take a wait and see approach because it's just there's just too much. He mm-hmm. said, he said, we don't know, deny, blah 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 blah. I just I sometimes I just wait and see what what plays out. 
Um, yeah, so I put a, a brief item overnight about Brian. You know, Brian tweeted out on Monday that he's training for a comeback. Um, well, I'm sure he and is. So, yeah, and so where is that comeback going to be? And uh, so I, I don't know. This is uh, yeah. We'll, we'll see. By by this time next Wednesday, Pat, we'll have a pretty good idea what's going on here. Yes, I think that's the best way to determine this. So. Okay, I don't know if I can top that, but story number three, uh, James, as you obviously are aware, Combat Zone Wrestling has its 17th anniversary show coming up on uh, February the 13th, uh, which sadly is not a Friday, it's a Saturday, uh, mm. part, of their big double, mm. part of their big doubleheader in Voorhees, New Jersey with, uh, with WSU. Um, so, and uh, the main event of that show, it's going to be a ladder match, uh, the bulldozer Matt Tremont defending the CZW World title against Devin Moore. Now, um, I got hung up on the bulldozer nickname. I started. Was that Omaga's nickname? Yeah. So no, Omaga was the Samoan bulldozer. Oh, that's right. Okay. This that's, guy's that's why I got bulldozer. hung up on it. I knew there was another adjective somewhere. <laughs> somewhere in there. Good, good catch, uh, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's good for him. The, the bulldozer. The bulldozer is a very. That's a very wrestling name. I like that. That's that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, it is kind of nice. Generally, generally nicknames based after heavy equipment, uh, those, those are going to go well. <laughs> exactly, yes. Pilot drivers, a move, all that kind of good stuff. Right, okay. That drill press, you know, that's a good thing. Uh, okay. uh, story number two, James. Uh, big Time Wrestling is coming here to Spartanburg, South Carolina, not too far from me on uh, Saturday night, February the 27th. Uh, you'll never guess what the main event of this show is. Uh, just for the heck of it, because Gunner was in the live cast. Let's go Gunner against uh, Disco Inferno. No, uh, that's that's not big enough for Big Time Wrestling. Uh, big Time Wrestling presents a uh, big tag team main event as Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson, the Rock and Roll Express, take on Warlord and Barbarian, the Powers of Pain, inside the steel cage. The Powers of Pain will be managed by uh, Mr. Jim Cornette. Assuming Jim Cornette survives his match earlier in the night, Against the Perfect Ten Baby Doll. That is all coming February 27th at Big Time Wrestling in Spartanburg, South Carolina. No, I could not possibly have made any of that up. So this is like the the dream 1980s uh, WBF and NWA Crockett. I'll be placing a call to Bruce Mitchell if I can get myself off work. We'll uh, we'll we'll head on. You got you got to guys got to go see that. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. Oh, plus uh, plus Scott Steiner will be there in action. So all right. Okay. Well, what more? What more could you ask for? You got. You got to. You got to be the line for big time wrestling. Yeah, I got it. Well, I also have to attend the meet and greet, obviously. But uh, looks looks like a loaded card. Yes. As most of those are, we at least have the autograph session portion. The autograph session is going to be pretty loaded. All right. Also, uh, and uh, story number one: uh, Pro Wrestling Syndicate, as you know, James has their big bombshells shows. uh, The the ladies shows. Uh, their next one is uh, March the 26th in Union, New Jersey. Uh, your main event is Blue Pants. Leave of it. Well, it's not your main event, but uh, Blue Pants. Leave of Bates will be taking on Veda Scott. Okay, that's yeah. that's a good matchup. And actually, the gimmick is that it will be a Star Wars match with Princess Leva against Darth Veda. Mm. Well done. That okay. I, I assume they booked that match just for that pun. I. I would certainly. I can't think of another reason why you would book that match. So, (laughs) just just to market the pun. Uh, Yes, yes, you are correct, sir. Okay, so there we go. And uh, next Wednesday, as as you know, James, uh, Eugene Dinsmore will be on the program. 
That's right. We'll talk to him about uh, his uh, his epic career and what he's got planned going forward. So, lots of fun. Hey, he's got a big uh, Midwest All Pro show next weekend, so that'd be fun. Oh, to okay. Talk to him. That, that, I'm sure we'll be talking about that then. Oh yeah. Among the other topics. All right. Uh, this program is a copyrighted production of TDH Communications, intended solely for the private use of our audience and rebroadcast or the use of descriptions of the event depicted without the express written consent of Wade Keller and Major League Baseball is prohibited. All right. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. Wrestling and all the ships at sea. This is your PW Torch Live Event Center for Wednesday, January the 13th. James, tonight the triumphant return of NXT on the WWE Network. No more best of. Uh, you got some, uh, and this is probably one of the, uh, this actually might be the big uh, NXT episode for January. Not only are they doing the NXT awards, but you have the tag team champions of the world, uh, Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson, taking on the former champions, the Ascension, and the big battle royal to determine the number one contender for Bailey's title. Yeah, you got a lot of people in that match. Um, should be an interesting matchup. Yeah. Uh, you say also an NXT tag team champions of the world, and yeah, the, the network is broadcast worldwide, so that that's true. You know that that label might actually have some some juice to it. Mm-hmm. I I think so. All right. Um, also tonight, uh, Ring of Honor on Fast Acting Comet. Uh, it'll be the All Night Express taking on Rapunji Vice, and the big four way main event of Dalton Castle versus Jay Briscoe versus Matt Seidel versus Moose. I wonder if it's going right, to be a big uh, year for Moose, Matt. It seems like it should be a big year for him in Ring of Honor. I would agree. It should be a big year for the Moose. We're now on Patreon. By popular demand, you can now support us directly through Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. We have three tiers, including an entry-level tier one that takes the ads and plugs away. You can have the VIP versions of the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast, Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows, and the PW Torch Daily Cast. That's 14 podcasts per week, but with the ads and plugs edited out, plus you get the VIP after shows. Don't be left out anymore from those for just $4.99 at patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. We also have a second tier and a third tier where you can upgrade to get other VIP content, including other VIP podcasts and the PW Torch newsletter, the current ones and 20 years ago version. So go check it out, patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. Tomorrow, WWE SmackDown on USA Network from the Cajun Dome, Lafayette, Louisiana. It'll be uh, Kalisto defending the U.S. title against Alberto Del Rio in a rematch from Raw. And uh, the big tag team main event, Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose versus Sheamus and Kevin Owens. It's a big show. It's uh, a big, big, big match show. Big, bad show. That's uh, That's pretty much the biggest match they can put together at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, outside of like Roman Reigns defending uh, the title against somebody on SmackDown, using yeah. using the regular using the regular talent, yes, I think. Yeah, so. of course. Okay. Yeah, I don't think Reigns was uh, at the tape. Yeah, because he he went uh, with a crew to India. He's got to replace John Cena. So oh wait, who who wrestled them on SmackDown? Jeez, I'm I should now I'm gonna have to check. Hold on. Was it Jarek? I. I just maybe I just thought for sure that uh, that it would be Reigns and Ambrose working together, but uh, you're right. Roman Reigns had to go to India. Yeah, he's he off he went. So it was Ambrose and Owens holding it down, and uh, yeah, they had good. You had the title match with Del Rio and Callisto, so that's yeah. They tried they tried oh. to fill you know, the tables match with the Dudleys. They tried to yeah. they tried to fill in for Reigns' absence. 
Oh, and uh, The Condemned 2, uh, James, is coming out on uh, DVD and Blu-ray on uh, on Tuesday. We don't have enough uh, WWE films on the market. Wait, was that the one with Orton? Was he in Condemned yes, 2? Uh, yeah, that's, that's Orton, yes. Okay. And then Ambrose was locked down. Well, Ambrose was uh, Ambrose was twelve rounds three, I think. Right. What was the subtitle? Was, that, was it lockdown? Lockdown. Yeah, I'm sure it's lockdown. Okay. Not to be confused with Hard Justice, of course. Oh, that's right. Okay, the main event is Dean Ambrose and Neville against uh, Kevin Owens and Sheamus. Yeah, that's right. The tag match. How did I miss? Uh, well, that's that's important then. Let me put Neville Reigns. It's let me similar. Just mark that down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, something different, you know. Eh, Neville deserves a Neville deserves a break too. All right, the NXT A show is on tour uh, tomorrow. Milwaukee, Friday, Green Bay, Saturday. They're in Chicago, and then they're in Chicago again. Uh, the main NXT crew: Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, Bailey, Baron Corbin, Apollo Crews. Will all be there. Uh, let's see. The NXT B show is on tour this weekend as well. Uh, tomorrow in Winter Haven, Florida. Friday, Cocoa Beach. Saturday, Fort Pierce, Florida. Uh, looks like it's still what we talked about last week, the Hype Bros against the Vaude Villains, and Asuka versus Emma is your main event. You know, I was wondering about this, Pat, in the sense that, you know, Zack Ryder's, uh, he, he, I guess he was in the locker room lineup on Raw, but he's been down yeah. at NXT mostly, and it looks like he's going to be uh, one of the featured acts with, with Mojo for the NXT home shows, you know, when yeah. the other crew's on the road. Uh, but yeah, I saw on, on his Twitter on New Year's Eve that he's, I guess he's dating Emma, so that, I guess that's why he's hanging out in Florida a lot. And that would and, do it. Uh, and now, yeah, that, that's yeah. what's keeping him down in Florida right now. Well, Santino's going to be heartbroken, but uh, I think I think he'll mm. I think he'll deal. Yeah, well, yeah I, I mean, guess so. Good, I guess good for the, you know good for them. You got to I mean, if you're not, you got to have your priorities. I think. Yeah, get get booking, get 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 some NXT bookings and develop a relationship. That's right. You gotta gotta plan ahead for life after uh, WWE. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the internet uh, did work out. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Oh yeah. Uh, WWE superstars this Friday on the WWE Network. James, you ready? So, so that was Monday's Raw taping. Uh, ben Tucker was there. Um, what? Swagger and uh, oh, Swagger, Swagger, Swagger. Uh, I can't remember who he faced, Pat. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, it is it is Jack Swagger versus Tyler Breeze two in the main event. Breeze the rematch. The rematch from last week's Superstars. Well, that's just turn a best of seven. Why not? Yeah, might as well. That could be fun. Okay, uh, this Friday, Brew City Wrestling hits West Allis, Wisconsin. Uh, it's going to be uh, a lot going on. Actually, it's going to be Matt Hardy taking on Sean Priest. And the Bullet Club, Luke Gallows and uh, Carl Machine Gun Anderson, battling uh, Hardcore Craig and Pauly Tomaselli. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, again for the local guys with the, uh, the name with the name stuff. And and well, there's more. Greg Valentine and the Hockey Talk Man will be signing uh, will be signing autographs at intermission. Oh, there you go. Well, that's a, that's a way to keep guys keep the fans in the building. You know, get the concessions, yeah, get like in line, it. get an autograph. I like it. That's that. That sounds like fun. Get you send in a report well, if you must. Uh, AAW wrestling hits uh, hits a Marionette Park, Illinois this Friday night. Uh, big show there. It'll be it'll be Chris Hero taking on Sammy Callahan. Hey, and the main match. Uh, Eddie Kingston defends the AAW title against Trevor Lee. Okay, that's yeah. That's a good start to 2016. That's a good card. 
ads. That's worth sending in a report if you're going to that. Uh, Please. Let's see what other. I'm, I'm trying to hit all of these. There's a there's a ton of stuff as you can imagine, James. Uh, so that I can't find any right at the moment. Let's see. Okay. Um, yeah, let's move on. All right, the Ring of Honor this weekend. Huzzah! Okay, Ring of Honor. Um, actually, you put up. Shoot, I know you put this up. Yeah, here we go. Now I'll get to that later. Uh, Ring of Honor this Friday in Indianapolis. Uh, looks like you get. Uh, I know that there have been more matches signed than what's on here, but uh, Alex Cole, Adam Cole taking on Alex Shelley. And uh, hold on, is this the one? Yeah, there, there's uh, Adam Cole and Shelley, first time ever. Um, you got uh, Curry Man. Uh, yes, right, Gall- Roderick Strong against Curry Man. There you go. Yeah, TV title. Yeah, there's that. I see it. Tastes great. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, plus, uh, other stuff will be going on. Uh, and uh, then coming up on Ring of Honor Saturday, Collinsville, Illinois, in the greater St. Louis area. Yeah. Uh, yeah that one does, I don't think they have any title matches, but um, you do have War Machine against Kazarian and Sabin, non-title. Yes, that's 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 pretty big, actually. Yeah. Plus awesome. Young Bucks. Young Bucks against Shelley and ACH. That's a pretty good match. Okay. Well, there you go. Perfect. All right, I need to look at the R. Yeah, I need to have the ROH lineups out, but and I didn't. Okay, but uh, moving right along, uh, let's go to uh, WWE uh, hitting New Delhi coming up on uh, Friday and Saturday uh, at the Indira Gandhi Center. Uh, on Friday, you'll get to see Kane versus Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns defending the title against Big Show. On Saturday, you'll get to see Kane versus Big Show and Roman Reigns defending the title against Rusev. Let's see what we have here. Five Star Wrestling tomorrow in uh, Sheffield, England. AJ Styles taking on Rey Mysterio in a dream match. I know yeah, that's, that's, that's a pretty big deal for our friends in Sheffield. Please report pwtorchtimo.com. Yeah, you think? We, yeah, you think we can get a report out of you guys? That would be that would be swell if we could do that. Please. Um, yeah. All right, we have. Uh, but wait, there's more. Let me see what I found. I did find something interesting here. Well, uh, obviously, uh, Smash Wrestling Toronto with uh, Smash taking on Combat Zone. Uh, let's see the. Okay, mm, that's a good one. Uh, there is uh, the team, the CCW team of uh, Black G's, Pepper Parks, and uh, Mike Rollins against the Super Smash Brothers and Brent Banks from Smash Wrestling. Well, yeah, and uh, good, the main event. Good match. And the main event. Uh, Smashers champion Johnny Gargano taking on uh, Sammy Callahan from Combat Zone. That's a main event worth checking out. Uh, that's yes. that's a rare matchup. Yeah, that's pretty good stuff. Well, I guess uh, they they could they, did they cross paths and evolve slash need you yes, back they, they, they they did they did have that. a pretty good feud in evolve. Yeah, so now it's back. It's back, Pat. Right. But now you get to see it again. It's uh, it's completely different. That's right. New era, new time. Just like, just like Randy Orton and Sheamus was completely different. This, oh, wait, no. Actually, no, no. Actually, no, not so much. Oops. I'm Rich Fan, host of the Deep Dive with Rich Fan, a weekly part of the PW Torch Daily Cast lineup of shows. 
Search PW Torch and Apple Podcasts or your podcast app to subscribe. Every Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern, I dive in with a guest for an hour on anything in the world of wrestling or wrestling related. Want to hear about the influence of historical figures like Big Cat or Ernie Ladd? We gotcha. Want to hear about how crazy the Marine movies got? We are on it. No topic is too big or too small, so if you want to dive in with us, call in live or listen on demand and see the entire PW Torch Daily Cast schedule at pwtorchdailycast.com. All right. Um, oh, yes, here's, and here's what I was looking for. This Saturday in Berlin, Illinois, it's live Lucha Libre from Fiesta at the Ring. Fiesta at the Ring uh, matches include Extreme Tiger taking on well-known luchador Robbie E, and the main event is uh, <laughs> is uh, Juventud Guerrero against Arrow Boy. Uh, Savio Vega, the, that also noted luchador, will be there in a tag match as well. The WWE B-Show uh, hits Charleston, West Virginia on Saturday. And uh, beautiful scenic Canton, Ohio on Sunday. Alberto Del Rio. It'll be Alberto Del Rio versus Kalisto for the uh, for the United States title, and Dean Ambrose defending against uh, Kevin Owens for the Intercontinental title. All right. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything more about the Five Star Wrestling Show other than other than we have AJ Styles versus Rey Mysterio. You will show up. That's pretty much all you need. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Hey, uh, Ring of Honor. Hey, I'm, yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm going to give you the biggest. I'm going to give you the biggest domestic show of the weekend. On Saturday. Are you talking about IWR? That's the one, yes. Okay. It, it, the lineup. The lineup for this. Besides Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler, you got Scott Hall, you got Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Scott Steiner, Sean Waltman, James Storm, Mickey James, Evan Bourne, Ethan Carter, Jinder Mahal, Chris Masters, and Rebel, all on the same show, Pat. Okay, I'm going to regret asking this, but there are any matches announced? No. Okay. I just... <laughs> At least I had not seen any matches in that. Well, actually, no, wait. Wait, no, wait. I, I take that back. On the poster, it says Jerry Lawler, Ray the Bay. Oh. I don't know who that is. Ray the Bay? Well, he must be the guy dressed as a lifeguard. And Hacksaw Jim Duggan against uh, Jinder Mahal, War Beast O'Malley, and Al Farat. Yes, that must that must be the headline match. That's got to be it. Well, of course it is. You have, anytime you have Jerry well, Lawler well, and Hacksaw Jim Duggan teaming with Ray the Bay, it's a uh, headliner. <laughs> In any arena in Shawnee, Oklahoma, yeah. <laughs> you know, you got to go to local talent. You bring in the big I guys. You got to put the local guys over. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. Future stars of wrestling uh, has their big show. Uh, Jake Roberts and Sin Bodie in the same building. I'm sure that'll go well. Uh, future stars. I hope so. <laughs> For the sake uh, of everybody. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's still other. Let me see. Click on the FSW button. I'm guessing there's still. I'm guessing this is also in Vegas because that's. Uh, I said, okay, yeah, okay. Um, I'm not sure whether, okay, I'm guessing it's at the FSW Arena or the Silverton Casino, one or the other. You know, that's a great question. I did not include that. So I guess I should include where actually the show is going to be. But, yeah, I think it's somewhere in the greater Las Vegas area. Well, I'm looking at their website. It doesn't actually say where the show is going to be. So just, not that that's, just go to Las not Vegas. That that's important. Or, not that that's important when you're advertising your show. You know, I don't want to imply that. Just like, you know, it's like put on a signboard, you know. Front and back, and just walk, for Jake around, walk just just walk around the streets of Vegas, telling people where the show is. Exactly. Okay, that's that's a good plan, I think. Uh, let's see, did I cover the did I cover the ROH on Sinclair TV thing yet? 
I don't think so, Pat. What do we have on the All right, on Sinclair Broadcast Group Television this weekend, uh, ACH and Alex Shelley will be teaming up against The Addiction. And uh, the Young Bucks versus the Red Dragon versus the Kingdom, that's probably going to be one that you'll want to watch if you're an ROH fan. Ah, uh, yes, that's an important tag match. Yeah. Yes. The, the other farewell tour in wrestling, right. yes. Uh, WWE Raw episode 1182 on Monday night from uh, Columbus, Ohio on the USA Network. Uh, your your dark match, James, it's going to be uh, Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose against Sheamus and Kevin Owens. That's probably why I have that on the brain. Uh, also advertised for the show, gotcha. uh, some guy named Brock Lesnar plus uh, Chris Jericho, Alberto Del Rio, the New Day, and the Dudleys, and all that. Yeah, Brock's back, Pat. And what, what's what's kind of boom, concerning boom, to me, boom. Pat, is that Brock is no longer a difference maker. He's just, they have reduced him to just well, another he's guy. Gonna be there so, every, he's going to be there every, he's on the house shows, and he's there every week. Why would, you know? Yeah. Yeah, uh, no, he's not special, not. and I mean, I I think he should win the the title in the Rumble. I don't think they're gonna do so it too. though. But yeah, I, I think if you want to spark things going to Mania, I think you put the belts on Brock. Yeah, I mean, a couple months of build up of Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar remind everybody what a good match that was before Seth Rollins ran in, and I think <laughs> you're onto something. Yeah, you know, it's uh, I've been, I've been I, I think they've got to do something different, Pat, what they're doing right now. Okay, and uh, CWF Mid-Atlantic in Gibsonville, uh, North Carolina. Uh, the legendary Lance Lude, Cedric Alexander, uh, you know, all your all your top stars from the uh, from the Bruce Mitchell area will be there. Uh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. NWA Smoky Mountain in Kingsport. Blah 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 blah. Okay. Um, don't know that guy. Don't know this guy. Don't know that guy. Chase Owens will be there. Um, yeah. That's important. Yeah, it is. Okay, Jason Gorey. Jason Kincaid, a lot of Jasons. All right, that's that's gonna do it. Um, yeah, we're all loving any two. Yeah, we got that. Uh, and TNA Impact next Tuesday, Pop TV, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Ethan Carter the third putting the TNA title back on the line against Matt Hardy in a last man standing match. Hardy is putting up his TNA career for this shot at Ethan Carter the third. Hmm, what could happen, Pat? What could well, happen? I, well, that would involve reading spoilers, and we don't do that. <laughs> you must tune in to find out on Pop TV. Yes, absolutely. Okay, and that'll be it. And uh, James and I will be back together on Monday night for all the coverage of uh, of what transpires on uh, the special Raw from Columbus, Ohio, which is unopposed by any football game. Yeah, uh, no football. Um, I guess uh, college basketball, they'll pick it back up again on Monday. Oh, yeah, so. college basketball. Yeah. I don't think they have a bigger matchup than what they had two weeks ago. It was number one versus number two, but they'll they'll try. Uh, they will Monday. do that. So, yeah, it's it's your off season for football. Gives Raw an opening. We'll see if they take advantage of it. Yes, we will. Okay, and uh, James, it's been a pleasure as always. Uh, thank all of you for uh, tuning in. Uh, let's see. Yeah, we'll just go, we'll just come back and we'll do this again uh, next week. Uh, And until then, keep your feet on the ground and keep shooting for the stars. Good night, everybody.
Hey, if you'd like to hear this show without ads and plugs interrupting, there's one thing you can do right now to make that happen, and that is become a PW Torch VIP member. You got about a dozen other podcasts throughout the week that I host that are VIP exclusive, and you get the Wade Keller post shows and podcasts during the week with the ads and plugs removed, all on a separate feed exclusively for VIP members. Plus, tons of other podcasts that are VIP exclusive, access to our full archives of podcasts dating back to 2004, which includes post pay per view roundtables dating back to late 2004. Also, access to our full archives, thousands of podcasts, over 1,500 back issues of the Pro Wrestling Torch Weekly newsletter that started it all, ad free access to our website, and more. Check out full details at pwtorchvipinfo.com. That's pwtorchvipinfo.com to get full details and then jump to our sign-up form. It's mobile-friendly, desktop-friendly. In two minutes, you can be a VIP member, show support for us, and we'll give you a lot in return, including a streamlined listening experience on your iPhone or Android device with the ads and plugs removed. Go check it out, pwtorchvipinfo.com. Have you subscribed to the PW Torch Daily Cast yet? It's a free daily podcast with shows throughout the week dedicated to Ring of Honor, All Elite Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, Major League Wrestling, NXT, and MMA Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. That's Monday through Friday. And on Saturdays, check out the Deep Dive with Rich Fan, where he examines a single topic in depth. And then Sunday nights, it's Wrestling Night in America with Greg Parks. You can listen live or download the show later at pwtorchdailycast.com. Just click on the live stream link. He takes your calls talking about wrestling's biggest events, either ones that just took place or previewing shows that are right around the corner. And on Sundays when WWE runs pay-per-views, he's live right after the pay-per-view at pwtorchdailycast.com, reviewing the show and taking your calls. That's the PW Torch Daily Cast lineup. Just search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your wrestling podcasts or visit our homepage to download or stream the shows or find out more information pwtorchdailycast.com. We're now on Patreon. That's right. You can support us and get benefits at patreon.com slash pwtorchvip. That's patreon.com slash pwtorchvip. We have three tiers, $4.99, $6.99, and $9.99. The first tier gives you all the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcasts and Post Shows and the PW Torch Daily Casts with the ads and plugs removed. That membership tier also includes the VIP after shows that on occasion we put on extended versions for VIP members at the end of the Wade Keller shows and daily casts. And it's compatible with the Apple Podcast app and any other third-party podcast app out there, or you can stream the shows directly from your Patreon app or the Patreon website. Or you can upgrade to tier two for two extra dollars a month and add the Wade Keller hotline to the mix, a daily podcast just for VIP members who support us. Or you can upgrade to tier three and get... All the Wade Keller podcasts and post shows and daily casts with the ads and plugs removed and the VIP after shows and the Wade Keller hotlines, plus all the other VIP exclusive podcasts and a PDF and all text version of the weekly Pro Wrestling Torch Weekly newsletter and a 20 years ago Pro Wrestling Torch Weekly newsletter every week. Full details on how to support us and get so much in return with three different tiered options at patreon.com slash pwtorchvip. You can still support us directly on our website and get the full VIP benefits for $9.99 a month by going to pwtorch.com slash govip. That has not changed. This is just an additional option 
for those of you who are familiar with and like supporting creators on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. One of the really cool parts of being a VIP member is getting to relive history through the pages of the Pro Wrestling Torch newsletter back issues. We have Pro Wrestling Torch newsletters dating back to the late 1980s. We put a new back issue up from 20 years ago that week. And so when you go VIP, you instantly have access to over 1,500 back issues and a new PDF, along with an all-text version, if it's easier for you to read that on your phone, uh, goes up every weekend. And the latest issues include a cover story from the June 10th, 2000 issue on Goldberg's return to WCW and whether he's a solution to what was ailing WCW at the time. Also, my column titled, Vince Russo is from Outer Space. And Bruce Mitchell's column, still timely today, unfortunately, of racist gimmicks and poverty pimps was the title. That's issue number 606. The week before that, issue number 605 from June 3rd features a cover story that talks about how there could be a shakeup in the wrestling industry with WCW for sale and ECW having an uncertain future. And also a Bruce Mitchell column spoofing Vince Russo titled, How I Became World Champion. If we go back another week to the May 27th, 2000 issue, it had detailed coverage of the Judgment Day 2000 pay-per-view, including my review and staff roundtable reviews of the Rock Triple H 60-minute Iron Man match, and also the final installment of the Lance Storm Torch Talk with his thoughts on various ECW colleagues. The week before that, the May 20th, 2000 issue, issue number 603, features a cover story on Ric Flair's collapse in the ring during Nitro. Part 3 of the Landstorm Torch Talk with his explanation for why he decided to quit ECW, our coverage of ECW, Hardcore Heaven, the pay-per-view, and more. And then the week before that, the May 13th issue features a cover story on the changing TV landscape in pro wrestling, with the WBF moving from USA to TNN, and a potential shift of ECW. Also a cover sidebar story on the death of an ECW fan after a hotel party, and WCW slamboree coverage. And the week before that... Our coverage from the May 6th issue, number 601, of David Arquette winning the WCW title. My EndNotes editorial examining Vince Russo's controversial decision and flippant comments about title belts. Our coverage of WWE Backlash 2000 and more. I could keep going on, but that gives you an idea of what you're missing out on by not being a BIP member. Imagine settling in on the weekend and uh, kicking back and reading wrestling history, not through the lens of WWE filtering it to their benefit, not through people looking back on it through today's lens, but what was said at the time, the week it happened, by some of the voices that you are familiar with here on the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast and PW Torch Daily Casts. So go VIP and relive professional wrestling through the way the Torch covered it in real time with contemporaneous coverage of pro wrestling's biggest events, biggest news stories, biggest personalities. I think you'll have a blast. It alone is worth the membership price for so many of our members. Check out details on everything else that comes with the VIP membership, including daily podcasts that are VIP exclusive and shows like this with the ads and plugs removed. Go to pwtorch.com slash go VIP for full details. That's pwtorch.com slash go VIP. Prices are as low as $8.25 a month on average if you subscribe for a year or check us out for a month for $9.99.